I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's all, folks. <laughs> Podcast over. I broke the speakers. <laughs> now it just sounds like we have a busted speaker, like mm. in a shitty car. Mm-hmm. I did that to one of my cars once. Yeah, accidentally. I think one of my speakers is out. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell though. Oh, it was the driver's side door speaker, so yeah. I, it was very easy to tell because mm-hmm. I had to listen to it. So it was a bummer. But uh... is it because you sneezed in your car? No. Why am I the only person who isn't afraid of your sneezes? I don't know, because you've known me for so long. <laughs> they just don't phase me at all. Yeah, because we lived <laughs> together for four years. Oh, yeah. I don't remember ever being bothered, though. No. But my dad always sneezed really loud. Maybe that's it. He would say that you needed to uh, get it all out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. My mom sneezes really loud, so I think it's funny that my brother, like... It's not for... My brother, he says it's not the fact that it's really loud; it's that it's really sharp. Like, oh um, yeah, I think Tom. That's what everybody else thinks too. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. I think it's great. Thank you. You know what? In my top ten of favorite things about you, (laughs) loud ass sneeze. There are very few things that make me jump, though. Yeah, yeah, I'm not jumpy. I am. I'm chill. I'm fucking chill, bro. So chill. Or I've got one foot, like, just in the grave, so I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever, man. Whatever. I'm on my way out. The only thing that ever consistently scares me is the biscuit. Yeah. (laughs) It will get me every time. Or when I'm feeding my snake and he strikes. Even though I know he's going to do it and I can see it coming, it still is like, oh! (laughs) I wonder if he'll ever get used to that. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. 30 years. Yeah. Hopefully. (laughs) When he's an old man. Yeah. With little gray scales. I saw... <laughs> uh, my brother and I were playing You Don't Know Jack on the Nintendo Wii the other day. Hell yeah. Which is really funny because... Is that a trivia game? It is. Okay. Um, And they have... Yeah, it was funny because I was like, I wonder how many of the people that I mention are dead now. Oh. Because they brought somebody... The game's from like 2008 or whatever. Oh, you know? is it about like celebrities and shit? And, I mean, there are sometimes. Yeah. There's just all kinds of different trivia questions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they'll like talk about somebody and I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, that guy's dead. Oh, shit. Sure. You know? But one of the things that they have like a wrong answer of the game every time. Yeah. And it's like related to some pun. And one of them was uh, no surprise Jack in the Boxes. And it, like <laughs> it's a jack in the box, but he's holding a sign that says "Here I come." <laughs> so like, doesn't surprise you when it pops up. <laughs> like a little countdown, and then he like pokes his head out very slowly. slowly yeah. He's, yeah, he's just holding this little sign that says "Here I come." Hey, it's me. Hey, after two seconds from now, coming out. <laughs> hey, I don't want to scare you. <laughs> That's funny. Because like honestly, jack in the boxes are. 
They're startling. Yeah, but they're just not very common anymore. That's true. I can't remember the last time I came across one that wasn't in like a flea market. Yeah. They don't really. No. Kids these days would be like, what? Yeah. This is a toy? Excuse me. I'm playing with it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you do with it? Like, yeah. You just scare yourself. <laughs> Does it have Wi-Fi? Because you know it's coming and it still somehow scares you. Is it a speaker? <laughs> the Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> the music's really quiet and then it pops out and it's like, <laughs> That would be great. Yeah. I like that. Because baby, you're a firework! <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember the tune to that song, so I just yelled it. That's it. That is how it sounds. <laughs> yep. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well. Well, welcome well, to the show. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the show. What show is this? It's called Replay Rewind. Oh, no show? Yeah. Tight. It's a podcast about movies from the past. Like the 90s. <laughs> And or be- before. And before sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. A lot of the times. Yeah, when we're feeling dusty. <laughs> God. More and more every day. Frankly. But, uh, yeah, we pick a movie that we watched when we were kids. We try to remember what happened in it, and then we go watch it, and then we come back and we tell you what actually happened in it, and then we give you some fun trivia about it. Yeah. It's and usually fun. Trivia. It's a good time. And we're funny the whole time, you know. Yeah. The you entire know- time. It is nonstop jokes. If our sense of humor, you know, works for you. It doesn't yeah. work for everybody. No. You know, I'm sure some people think we're annoying. I guess. If you're in the top 2% of intellect and humor, you get us. <laughs> everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to not alienate people. <laughs> if you don't think we're funny, no, it's I'm just because you're not smart enough. No, I'm making all of our listeners feel special. Because <laughs> they are. They are very special. Yes. Well, I'm Bucket Snake. I'm Meatwedge. And I have a question for you. Cool. Have you ever been left behind by your family? Oh. Um, my mom told me a story once of when she and my dad split up. They had moved to Florida together when they got married. And then when they split up, my mom moved back here Mm -hmm. and... Uh, lost me in the airport oh no for just like a few minutes oh okay but i can't imagine how terrifying that must have been to be like i'm finally leaving you know this marriage with my small child and i'm going back home and then i've lost my child oh no yeah they could be anywhere (laughs) yeah yeah gotten on any one of these planes right just wander onto a plane yeah like apparently used to be common yeah there you used to could just get right on the plane yeah used to could Especially if you're under a certain age. Yeah. You're just like, ah, kids fly free, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Sure. Here's a snack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they let you meet the pilot. Yeah. Um, that's the only time I can think of, though. Yeah. But you don't remember it happening. No. How what? old were you? Oh, like, under two. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Like, was walking, but... Oh, yeah. Just waddled away, I suppose. Oh. While my mom was on the payphone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You gotta get a leash. I know. Yeah, I used to think, like, leashes for children were terrible, and now I'm like, no, actually, it seems like a great idea. No, that time that, um, was it when I was with you or with Hot Toes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, small disclaimer. Oh, no. <laughs> now we're gonna have to explain it. Yes. But since we have nicknames, we decided that our partners deserve nicknames for, you know, because they're gonna come up in our stories. Yeah, we talk about them a lot. And we gave them the choice to choose their nicknames. Which and was a mistake. My girlfriend chose <laughs> Hot Toes. Hot Toes. 
So. Which I guess was her nickname in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So. Anyway, I was at the zoo this year at some point and it was very crowded. Yeah. And I was like, I understand why parents have their kids on leashes. Yeah. Well, they don't want to be held all the time. They want to walk around. And they should walk around. Yeah, it's good for them. And, you know, they're turning into little people. And so they should get that autonomy. But but sometimes they just wander off. Well, and not even wandering off, but just it was so crowded. Yeah. Where it was like, and they're so short, you know. Yeah. You wouldn't be able to see them if there are a lot of taller people around. Right. Anyone could scoop them up. Yeah. Or they could fall down. Yeah. It just, I honestly, yeah, I have changed my mind about yeah. kids on leashes. I think it's a great idea. I yeah. think it gives them more freedom. I think so. Yeah, it's not restraining. It's like, actually, yeah, just do whatever exactly, you want. Exactly, yeah. Because you can't to be get in away. a stroller. Yeah. They can stretch their legs. They can look at the things they want to look at. Yeah. But they can't just disappear. Right. Yeah. Um... But no, I was not on a leash. I toddled away. <laughs> but I was scooped up. Hopefully I'm I'm the right kid. <gasps> <laughs> Exchanged at the airport. Right? Just another little blonde haired, blue eyed baby. Yeah. My mom was like, ah, oh, this looks right. Close enough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what pants I put on them this morning. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, what about you? I yeah, I when I was let's see, probably three or four i was staying at my grandmother's house and this is when we lived in la and she put me in the car i think and then went back in her house to get something Mm. or she told me to get in the car i don't remember which one yeah i'd have to ask my mom for the for the full story and i either i think i saw a cat and i was like i'm gonna go pet that cat and so i got (laughs) out of the van What's a dog doing? Go and I like went around the side of the house to like follow this cat or something. And my grandmother got back in her car and thought that I was just like hiding, like behind, because it was a minivan. So she thought I was like in the way back, like hiding. Yeah. Because I guess I did that sometimes. And so she just drove off. And so I just like came around the side of the house and I was just like, what? Don't leave me. Wait, she drove off thinking that you were. In the back seat. Oh, in the back but, seat. But like ducked down behind. You oh, know, okay. The just like I thought you meant that she thought you were like hiding behind the minivan, and she just drove away anyway. And oh I was no, like, no, no! Hang on. She thought I was just like in the way back. <laughs> yeah, just like hiding. So she just left, and then realized I was not in the car. So I I remember. <laughs> Whoops. These two girls coming up to me because I was just crying, just standing yeah. in front of her house, you know, just like crying and i remember these two girls coming up to me and when i told my mom about it like much later i was like yeah they were like i don't know 15 or 16 and my mom was like they were 10 <laughs> but, oh you know, to, they like, seem so big me, to they you were, yeah yeah it was these two girls on roller skates who were just like are you okay what's wrong and i was like my grandmother left me and they're you know they were like well which one is your house and they were like is that your house is that your house so we were just like going down the street Aww. and i remember like very just dis- like having the very strong thought of like i could find my way home from here yeah because we don't we only lived like a mile or so away right and so i remember thinking like i know how to get home if i had to walk back to my mom and dad's house i could do it yeah and so i was just like i guess that's just what i have to do Aww. and so like just taking these two little asian girls on their rollerblades with me i was like let's go <laughs> that's um, so cute and then my grandmother came like tearing back around the corner yeah. i was just like i'm so sorry <laughs> you're just wandering down the street like oh, i'm good yeah it's like no nah, i know where to go <laughs> a walk will be good i don't me. know if i actually was correct but i do yeah. distinctly remember thinking like no i know the way back to my house that reminds me 
actually, now that you mention it, of other stories of being left behind. Not really left behind, but I got, I was put on the wrong bus after school one day to ride Mm. home. And I was in like, I don't know, second, third grade. Yeah. And I knew what my house was close to, but I wasn't good at describing it. Mm. Because like across the highway, there is this big parking lot where all the semi trucks parked. In yeah. a circle. Yeah. And I kept telling the driver that my house was close to the semicircle. And he oh. was like, what? <laughs> but I kind of did the same thing where I was like, okay, if you take me here, I know how to get home from that place. Yeah. You know, I don't know where I am right now. Right. But yeah, it just ended up being the last kid on the bus and being like, hello. Yeah. Like, I don't live in any of these houses <laughs> yeah, that you've driven past. These houses are mine. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> and there was a time when I was in first grade. My first grade teacher hated me. Oh. She, that's where I learned the word obnoxious. Oh, yeah, because she called you obnoxious. Yeah. Because you asked too many questions. Yeah, and then I had to be like, what's obnoxious mean? <laughs> <laughs> but she put me out in the hallway yeah. and forgot that I was out in the hallway and I sat out there for a whole day. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awful. I know. I just sat in the hallway for a whole day waiting to be let back in. Yeah. She just forgot I was out there. Oh. She was like, I finally got some teaching done. Right. <laughs> Instead of answering the child's questions so about the world. Questions. What are you trying to learn? That teacher, I think that teacher hated everyone, though. We got recessed maybe like three times that year. Oh, which wow. is just like not smart on her part either. We had she, energy. She needs a break. That yeah. we needed to run out. Yeah. Yeah. That's so silly. Maybe, oh no. Oh. Existential crisis. Maybe that's why we think... That our own free time, even as adults, isn't as valuable because it was a treat when we were kids instead of, like, a constructive part of the day. Like, we were never taught that recess was like, yes, this is also good for you to take a break. Like, that's what was taken away from us. Yeah. When we were bad. And so if we don't feel like we've been good enough or done enough, then Mm -hmm. we don't allow ourselves, like, play or rest. Yeah. I just figured it out. I think it's definitely (laughs) part of it. And also just the drive. Like, I I know I have heard this from my own family but i've seen it also too where this is like just kind of a universal thing where people are like oh i have this hobby and i do this for fun and somebody's like one are you any good at it and two are you making money off of it yeah you should sell it why do i have to monetize my free time and why does everything have to be productive like sometimes i'm just doing something for fun and right like us here in the pod cave yeah definitely not paying the bills with this new (laughs) y'all that's your fault (laughs) No, just kidding. Anyway, why do you ask about being left alone? Well. <laughs> well. I'm sure you can't imagine. <laughs> um, We're talking about Home Alone too. Oh, Home Alone also. Home Alone as well. <laughs> this is the first time that we've done a movie and then immediately followed with a sequel. Yeah, that's true. We don't usually do that. Yeah, we usually spread them out. But they're both Christmas movies, so it feels appropriate. Exactly. It yeah. is Christmas time. Yeah, so I remember a good chunk of this movie, but I'm sure things will come up that I don't remember. Yeah. But they're supposed to get on a plane all together. They make sure that Kevin is in the airport with them, but he ends up on the wrong plane. Yes. And ends up in New York. Because he follows a guy that looks like his dad from the back and it isn't him. Yeah, they have the same coat. Because he has a tape recorder. Oh. That he, like, takes with him everywhere. Yeah. And while they're in the airport, he's, like, switching out the batteries. So he right. looks down, and then he looks back up, and he sees the coat, and he follows. 
and he gets on the wrong plane. Yes. I don't know how they, I'm sure they explain it away, but I don't know how they explain away the fact that, like, he has a ticket for the wrong plane. Yeah. But I'm sure there's an explanation. Yeah, I'm sure. Because it was before 2001. <laughs> well, that's part of it, for sure. Um, yeah, so he ends up in New York. Right. And then he stays in a hotel at first. Yes. Right? The, a Trump hotel. Yes. Right. Who's the coat check kid? Bus boy. Um, Bus. Is that right? Isn't the... that isn't that an, an actor that I know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. <laughs> well, first, I'm trying to think of the word. I get the bellhop. Bellhop. Yeah. Is Rob Schneider. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's my favorite Rob Schneider role of all time yeah. because he's not super annoying in it. And Tim Curry is the desk. Yes, the guy, guy. working the front desk. Yes, we've had a Concierge. lot of tim curry lately we have <laughs> and for some reason at work he has come up in conversation a lot interesting i know i keep being like is he okay like is something going on <laughs> check know, on him we actually ended up doing two movies with tim curry this month and two movies with john candy in it that's true yeah yeah um but yeah so he stays in the hotel at first mm-hmm. and then he ends up going to where he knows his family used to live like some parts of his family but the house is being renovated so it's empty yeah it's like his aunt and uncle's house or something it might be the aunt and uncle who moved to paris okay because i don't remember how he knows to get there yeah it talks about how when i was reading about home alone it talks about how his aunt and uncle used to live in paris or used to live in new york right and then they moved to paris for his job yeah um so it might yeah it might be uncle rob's house mm-hmm. yeah but it's being renovated so they're not home right and there's like a lot of like scaffolding and there's like, one of those works and trash shoots yeah. yeah that's what i remember the most mm-hmm. yeah and the wet bandits have gotten out of jail but i don't remember how or why they find him they're literally just like on a street corner oh and they, they just, just see like, him see him and they're like that fucking kid yeah uh, i think they pass each other a couple times yeah but then they like they're like wait a fucking minute huh um they're the sticky bandits now oh right yeah because marv keeps wrapping his hands and tape the wrong side out and sticking them in like salvation army buckets (laughs) (laughs) the sticky bandits i hate that uh yeah and then he has to do you know protect that house he makes friends with that homeless lady who feeds feeds the the birds yeah Feed the birds, top in the bag. Yeah. Yeah, and the little Christmas ornaments that are little birds that he yeah. has one and turtle gives doves. turtle doves and gives one to her. Because mm-hmm. there's a big toy store that he ends up in yeah. for a long time. Yeah, like overnight for some reason. Yeah. 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 There's a lot that goes on in this movie. That's true. I didn't. And like Home Alone, the home invasion booby trap part is very far into the movie yeah not very long and not very long yeah yeah where was his family flying to not paris again no they're in like florida okay because there's like palm trees but it's like raining the whole time and yeah like hold up in this um like they're just miserable yeah and it's like yeah there's a monsoon happening the whole time and kevin's in new york do they, they realize get... where he is they do at some point because his mom ends up in New York and they meet each other in like somewhere really big. Yeah, like in front of like the big tree lights, yeah. in like Times Square. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me cry a lot. Aww. <laughs> you big baby. I know. <laughs> You're so soft. I know. 
Yeah. Um, but I don't remember how they figure out where he is. Yeah, or when they realize that he's not with them. Yeah, and how to get there. I I remember she faints. When she realizes yeah. that he's not there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's all the same cast, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I just... What I remember most enjoying about the second movie is the the lady that feeds the birds. Yeah. And their, like, little friendship. Yeah. This one is darker, though. Yes. For that reason, you know, having to face, like, someone who lives on the streets mm-hmm. and that, like, the darkness of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. New York City just gross because it's the 90s and I love it. Mm-hmm. But also, Harry and Marv are gonna kill Kevin. Yeah. Like, they put a gun in his face. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Intense. <laughs> Why do I remember, like jelly stuff like they can't grab the gun because it has like slippery gel stuff on it i don't know i guess we'll find out i guess we will the lady who is the bird lady is the foster mom and angels in the outfield oh yeah 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 cute um yeah i'm i'm excited i haven't seen this one as many times as i saw home alone yeah me neither i'm so sure we watch it Mm -hmm. yeah because i don't remember as many things i just remember bits and pieces and uh like when he when rob schneider takes him up to his room and he gives him a piece of gum as a tip oh yeah and then later he like a piece of already chewed gum no it's just i think it's out of the package but then then a little while later he's like do you want a tip and he pulls the gum out of his mouth he's like no i still have some tip from earlier and he's like all right you're lost and he's got like 50 dollar bills in his hand or whatever yeah um and they they're, they do a sequel to Angels with Filthy Souls, because it's the one Yes, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and Happy New Year. Yeah. He like, uses that to scare Tim Curry and yes. Rob Schneider into thinking that he's like shooting up the hotel room. Yeah, because he has to lie about getting into the Yeah, because he's hotel. there all by himself, and so they're like, he uses his dad's credit card. Yeah, he has a credit card. How did he get his dad's wallet? I don't know. He has his dad's wallet. Yeah. And maybe that's how they find him. Maybe because like the bank calls. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's these charges to your credit card at this hotel. Because you remember at the end he finds out how much money he spent. Oh yeah. On room service. Like, That's the I? end. Is him yelling his name <laughs> yeah. like it is at the end of the first one where Buzz is yelling. Yes. At him. Yeah. 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 You spent nine hundred dollars on room service or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got that guy like scooping ice cream for him and he's yeah. like two scoops sir. and he's like two make it three I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we remember a lot of it. Yes. But filling in the details will be fun. Yep. Yeah, cool. Okay. Cool. Sick. All right. Let's go watch it. Let's go watch it! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, that was part two of a true crime documentary. Oh, God. Yeah. The conclusion of the Bet Wandits <laughs> and the <laughs> Bicky Standits. Yeah, no, they're, the, they're not the Bet Wandits anymore. They're the Bicky Standits. <laughs> that just sounds like an Australian girl's name. <laughs> Uh, hi, my name's Vicky Standitz. Oh my god. <laughs> so nice to meet you. <laughs> hey, Vicky. Right. Hey, 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 Vicky. My name's Vicky. That oh my is. Oh god. That is just the name of my Australian character now. It's yep. Vicky Standitz. Good. I'm glad we got that worked out finally. <laughs> well, the IMDb for this movie says One year after Kevin McAllister is left home alone and had to defeat a pair of bumbling burglars, he accidentally finds himself stranded in New York City and the same criminals are not far behind. Yeah, it kind of belies the violence. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, ha This movie's way more violent. And then he murders them. And it really does feel like a part two of the same story because there are so many parallels. Yeah. And a lot of the same jokes. Yeah. Like, line up, which is, I like, but it it really is just like, well, the first one worked, so let's try it again. Yeah. It's very much just kind of rinse and repeat. Yeah, they talk about that a little bit, you know, if you, like, read interviews with Hughes and Chris Columbus, and they're like, you know, we wanted, there's, like, a lot of times it feels like a remake of the first movie. Yeah. But they're like, but we feel like we changed enough things that it's like a different, it's a sequel, it's a different, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels like- I um, mean, I still like it. I'm not saying oh, that no. I don't. It's it's great. Yeah. But it sort of feels like when you're playing as a video game character and then you unlock a different outfit. Yes. They're like, the core is the same. Yeah. <laughs> but there are different This things. outfit is way spikier. Yeah. That weapon looks way more dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But the- edit, the 75% of it is the same. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, including the opening credits and the yep. opening scene, which yep. are the exact same. Mm-hmm. I do like that. I like that the opening credits are the exact same. Yeah. It just feels like, yeah, cohesive. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's a cool, simple, classic series. type thing. You know, it's not going to go out of style. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then we see the house mm-hmm. again. The whole house. The whole cast. Everybody's back again. Everybody, yeah. The only people that are not back are Cousin Heather, who's just not in this movie. Yeah. The, like, older cousin who did the head count wrong. Right. And then... She got fired. She, she, got fired. she did the head count wrong. Uh, presumably she, like, went to go live with her parents again. Oh, hopefully. yeah. True, yeah. You would hope. Uh, and then one of the, like, not the... Not Kevin's siblings, but one of his cousins. That oh, yeah. the actress. Yeah. Because the girl who played her in the first movie, as soon as she was done with this, went on to go compete to be on the Olympic, U.S. Olympic judo team. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, fuck acting. I'm a 
yeah. doing judo now. That's tight. Yeah. But I'm sure it was easy to get everybody else back, considering how much money the first movie made. They True. could probably ask for more money. Yeah. And they did, and we'll talk about it later. Oh, good. Good, good. Yes, we are here again. The McAllister home. They have not moved. It is the same house. It is again decorated for Christmas. And again, everyone is running around. Mm -hmm. They, there is a running theme. Yeah. That begins right now. Yeah. No one has learned anything. Nope. Nope. Not a damn thing. No. Yeah, they're not packed. They're not ready to go. We learn that they're going to Florida and everybody's Mm. just like, have you seen my sunscreen? The only thing that we've learned, Uncle Frank sees Fuller drinking a Coke and is like, yo, easy on the fluids, pal. We packed the rubber sheets. Yep. That's all we've got. Yep. At least they packed something. Yep. Yeah, and we see that Kevin is dressed in a little suit, ready to go, yep. watching Wheel of Fortune, I think. Um, It's a non-existent game show that's called, like, Ding Dong. Oh, the witch is dead. Something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just yeah. some other D word. And but. he is playing with his talk boy, mm-hmm. which is like a yak back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Only bigger. Because this thing, it looks like a video, like a handheld video camera. Yeah. But it is a voice recorder. Yes. It records and plays back. Yeah. With incredible accuracy. Yeah, the clarity is amazing. Because, I mean, he's yeah. recording from the TV and then he plays it back and it sounds like, and he's yeah. like feet away from it. Yeah. And this is the 90s. And then his mom comes in. <laughs> Yes. She's gotten a haircut, speaking of the 90s. Her hair's cute, yeah. Oh, it's very cute. It's very 90s, but it looks good on her. Yeah. She asks Kevin if he's ready to go, if he's all packed, and he says yes. So we did learn that. He did learn about packing. Yeah. No, he didn't do it. She said, everything I laid out for you. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. But he put it in a suitcase. Perfect. And she learned to lay his stuff out ahead of time. One lesson learned. So we yes. got that. He says yes into his talk boy and then pulls it back for her, which is like so obnoxious. Such a 10-year-old boy thing to do, though. Yeah. And then she's also like, oh, you can also have this inflatable clown that your grandma Penelope sent you to play in the pool when we get to Florida. And she hands it to him, and it's terrifying looking. Grandma Penelope. Yes. (laughs) But he's like, I don't want to go to Florida. Florida is a bullshit place to spend Christmas, because there are no Christmas trees. Yeah. And he's like, we can't have Christmas without Christmas trees. Yeah. He records a commercial on the TV for the Plaza Hotel in New York. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Strange. So then Peter walks in, and in typical dad fashion, <laughs> yes, it's just like, honey, have you seen the battery for the camcorder? And she's like, it's literally on the charger. Like, it's where it's supposed to be. So like, this is have like- Have you tried looking where it goes? Exactly like the first movie. Because he is like, do we have the converters for the mm-hmm. outlets for yeah. when we're in Paris? And yep. now he is looking for some other form yep. of energy. Yep. At the beginning of this movie. Yes. God, we need one of those, like, counters. If only this were a visual medium. And we had in the corner, like, a counter of, like, We should just, like... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm not crying. (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) I'm counting. We need a different ding for every time, yeah, that they make... A very parallel... Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. that There are a lot. I'll try and remember them as we go. But she says, yeah, it's on the charger. And he says, okay, great. And he reaches down to unplug it. And for some reason, this necessitates unplugging all of it from the wall mm. which means also the alarm clock and he plugs it back in and nobody notices that it's now blinking 12 who goes to bed the night before getting on a plane and doesn't check and make sure their alarm is set yeah i don't know like just double check especially considering what happened the year before yeah double checking to make sure that the alarm is set for the correct time a.m not p.m yeah you know that you've turned i do it that on. with my fancy phone technology yeah of course you would do that with your like Yes. Shitty. <laughs> well, how do you? I I wouldn't be able. 
I'm very light sensitive when I sleep, so I wouldn't be able yeah. to sleep with this alarm clock anyway with its like big it's red so bright. lights. Yeah. But if it were blinking, yeah. it'd drive me insane. <laughs> yeah. I would look at it and be like, why is this blinking in the dark? Oh, because it's says 12. Did you unplug it? Yes. They don't do any of that. And nobody else in the house has set an alarm. No. Again. Well, they're, there's only two other adults and they're very irresponsible. Still. Agreed. So, Peter tells Kevin to go get his tie. Yes. And Kevin's like, I can't because Uncle Frank is in the bathroom. And that's where my tie is. And Uncle Frank is in the bathroom. Yeah. Showering with yeah. the door open in a house full of people and dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Singing at the top of his lungs. But also Uncle Frank said he told me not to come in there because I would never feel like a real man again for the rest of my life. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Cool. What a stupid a dick measuring contest with joke. a 10 year old. Yeah. And anyway, he's like, yeah, I can't go in there now. And Peter's just like, well, just go in there and keep your eyes down. And I'm like, uh, presumably they're all going to the same place. He could just wait for Uncle Frank to be done showering and get out of the shower and get dressed and then go get his tie because it's just a clip on. He could put it on in the car on the way over there. Yeah, he doesn't need it right now. Just needs to be in his pocket. Like, the whole thing is so silly. But he goes in there and we see Uncle Frank singing very badly. Yeah. Uh, And Kevin records that as well. And then Uncle Frank catches him and yells at him. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert. I'm going to slap you silly. Cool jerk. Cool jerk. So now we're at a Christmas pageant. Yes, we are. And it's cute. Yeah, all the kids are singing. It looks, I guess it's like the whole school, because it's like every age. Yeah. Um, It must be a small school. But everyone's there. Everyone's singing. Kevin is in the second row from the top. Buzz and Big Pete are in the top row right behind him. All the kids are holding those little, like, fake electric candle things that you get at Christmas time. Yeah. Kevin has a solo. Yeah. And just as he's, like, singing his cute little solo, Mm -hmm. Buzz, behind him, takes the electric candles and, like, pretends like his head is a drum and puts them behind his ears and does all this goofy shit. But, like, lights up his ears, which I'm like, poor Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone in the audience is cackling. I know. Which is just rude. I know. Yeah, the only ones who aren't are, like, Kate, Peter, and Leslie. And Leslie, like, yells at Frank for laughing at it. Frank is laughing the loudest of all of them. Yes. Yeah. And Peter and Kate just look, like, kind of mortified. But I'm like, that is your child. Like, Buzz is also your child. You yes. raised him. This yeah. is your fault. Yeah, it absolutely is. When Kevin gets done with his solo and turns to see Buzz, and he's, like, pretending not to do anything, but obviously Kevin knows... That he was doing something because everybody was laughing at him. So yeah. he shoves him. Yeah. And he falls over. Yeah. And so does everyone else, leaving Kevin standing all by himself. Yeah. One of the, like, crisp parts of the set. Oh, yeah. It's the lady. Who's playing piano. It's <laughs> yeah, her on the head. She goes, ass over tea kettle. She does. Which, yeah. one of the trivia notes was, like, her stunt double is a man with, like, a five o'clock shadow. Oh. <laughs> They're just like, whatever. Fuck <laughs> <Like> it. <laughs> yeah. But then... anyway... Yeah, she gets knocked out. So he's the only one standing while the curtains close and his mom stands up and is like, Kevin! Yeah. And then we're back home. Poor Kevin. I I just, I know that this is kind of dramatic irony where like we sympathize and we know what's going on, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't because his mom saw all of it. Yeah. She saw Buzz making fun of him on stage in front of all of those people. She heard the entire auditorium laughing at him. And then he retaliates and it's Kevin's fault. Right. 
Now, in this next scene, she does make Buzz apologize, too. So right. she is recognizing both of you did something wrong. But I think it should be more than an apology. Buzz should be in trouble, and he's not. Yeah. He gives this very fake apology. Yeah, and, he's, well, and like, he's, like, making eyes at Kevin the whole time. Oh, yeah. Being like, I don't really mean it. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, it's over-the-top, like, sugary sweet, where he's just like, I'm, you know, so Ladies sorry. and gentlemen. Right. Of the jury. <laughs> yeah. You know, pleading his case, and he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry for the pain that I've caused you, and the embarrassment, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, it's so transparent, and so frustrating, and then, you know, Kate's like, that was very lovely, Buzz. Thank you. Kevin, do you have something to say? And Kevin's like, yeah. You're all idiots. <laughs> yeah, fuck you all. He doesn't mean it. Right. Why can't you see through this like I can? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, Buzz looks at him and is like, try and beat that, you little trout sniffer. And trout he's just like, okay, all right. He probably maybe even up until that point was willing to apologize yeah. just to make things. But he's just like, nope, this is yeah. bullshit. You know what? No. I'm not having it. So he yells at everybody. His uncle Frank is like, don't mess with my Christmas vacation. Oh, Your yeah. dad paid good money for it. Yeah. And then, oh, what does Kevin say? He gets him so good. He says, I wouldn't want to ruin your fun, Mr. Cheapskate. Yes, he calls him a cheapskate. Yes, it's so good. And we just see, like, Frank and Fuller are both like, oh, Fuller. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's just obviously frustrating. I just have had this experience in my life before. Where I'm very, very patient mm-hmm. with someone up to a point. And then when I mention something, everyone around me is like, wow, that was harsh. Yeah. I'm like, it's like, you don't know. What? <laughs> the buildup like buzz told me one time last year it was cool that i didn't burn the house down i bet you he went right back to being a dick like the next day yeah because kevin knocked all his stuff down in his room that's true it, yeah you're yeah. right i forgot about that it wasn't even the next day it was, it was later that it was just like, yeah kevin so yeah he went right back to being an asshole i'm sure kevin got in trouble for destroying buzz's room like d- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's frustrating. He's 10. Right. Give him a break. Right. Because guess what? He's on the third floor again. Yep. In his little shirt and tie. Yeah. And his mom comes up and does acknowledge, hey, we had the same problem last year. Started the same way. Yeah. What if you just apologize to Buzz and it'll be fine. We don't have to do this again. And Kevin says, I'd rather kiss a toilet seat. Yeah. Which he's right. Yeah. Same. Because Kevin's like, it did start the same way with me getting dumped on. Yeah. It started the exact same way. Yeah. And she says, that's not what happened then, and it's not what's happening now. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. You're so wrong. Kate McAllister. <sighs> yeah. And then, <laughs> similarly, where Kevin says, when I grow up, I'm going to live alone. Uh-huh. He says, if I had my own money, yeah, I'll go on vacation all on my own. Yeah. So again, he's like, I don't need to hang out with any of y'all. I don't need you. You're all a bunch of jerks. Yep. I can't trust anyone in this family, he says. Yeah. You know, what's the point in apologizing? That's true. That's and a good point. She and Kate McAllister, who did not learn a goddamn thing when she left her son behind while she was on a different continent, yeah. says, well, you got your wish last year. Maybe you'll get it again this year. And Kevin, who also didn't learn anything, but at least is a child and can be a little bit forgiven for that, says, I hope so. And then Kate leaves and Kevin goes back to bed. Yep. In the night, a newspaper is flying around and reveals that the wet bandits have escaped from prison. Oh, no. I don't know how they did it. It was during a riot. I know, but they're both so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) 
probably on accident. Yeah. They just found themselves outside of the prison gates. <laughs> and they're like, well, guess we'll keep going. It just cuts to the scene from All Dogs Go to Heaven, and it's Charlie and Itchy escaping. Yeah. <laughs> Through the mud. <laughs> yeah. So the next morning, the airport shuttles pull up again. Mm-hmm. One hits the jockey statue out front, mm-hmm. as is tradition. Mm-hmm. They ring the doorbell, and Peter and Kate sit up straight, look at each other, and say, we did it again! Yep. And, uh, yeah, they scramble again. Yep. Classic. So we got the same song. Mm-hmm. That's from last year. Running around the house. They're leaving the house to get in the shuttles. There are 14 of them total this time. Kate hands half of the tickets to Leslie. She's like, your family in this car, my yeah. family in this car. Yeah, so she can keep track, yeah. Yeah, they're, once they're all in and she's counting, she's like, all right, eight, you know, handing them out. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, no, she's holding two tickets. She says, where's Kevin? <laughs> But then Kevin is in the front seat. He turns around, snatches his ticket out of her hand and says, just in case you guys try to ditch me again. Fair. That's fair. Now he's in charge of his own fate. Which is not a good idea. Which is not a good idea because he's 10. Yeah. So the shuttles take off. They're on the way to the airport. They arrive. They pile their luggage on the carts. Kevin tells his dad he needs batteries for his talk boy. Mm -hmm. And Peter says there are some in his bag. He'll grab them, you know, when they get on the plane because they are running through the airport right right now. They're late again. Yeah, which, again, another 10-year-old thing to do of not understanding how to prioritize. Right. Uh, But Kevin takes his dad's bag and starts looking through it. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of cash and a credit card and an envelope. And Peter's like, all right, Kevin, just take my bag. But, like, let's just go. So they're running through the airport. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? Sometimes you just have to recognize truths about yourself. And you're like, what can I change? I cannot get up in the morning. That's not a thing I'm capable of doing. That's true. That's a good point. So maybe stop scheduling flights so early in the morning. What time do you wake up normally? 10? Okay. Make your fight for noon. Like, yeah, stop putting yourself in this situation. And this time they're just going to Florida. Right. From Chicago. Right. That's just a couple hours flight. There's no reason. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that early. No. Except for they probably made it the last minute and it was the only thing that they could get. That's true. They did probably. Because they do say when they're in the shuttles, one of the kids is like, it's weird that we're not all sitting together. Like, oh, yeah. Plane. And it's like, we were lucky to even get on the same flight the or same whatever. Plane, yeah. yeah. That's true. So as Kevin is struggling to put batteries in his talk boy, as he's running, he stops running so that he can put the batteries in. Right. This is the, like, this is the, I think the biggest deviation because in the first one, you can 100% be like, none of this is Kevin's fault. Right. In this one, it is. He's only 10. Right. You know, and he's got his priorities out of whack. Sure. But it's like, just, why did you stop? Why yeah. would you stop moving? You're and it going does to be on the plane. Seem out of character for him. Yeah. He is smarter than that. Yeah. It does seem. Yeah. He just needs one second to be like, you don't, I don't need this right now. Yeah. It does seem a little, like, forced to get him. Yeah. away from his family but yeah. you know what it works because he gets lost <laughs> you know what all they would have had to do that i think would have been a little bit more in character is if well i don't know why he'd be reaching for them in the first place but if he just dropped the batteries oh yeah like if he had them in his hand and he was like even said out loud i'll put these in on the plane or something like that yeah and then someone bumped into him and he dropped them and he was like i need those because right. like it's not a dire situation that he gets this thing working right this minute. You know, no. he can get it the second he sits down. But if he, like, was like, oh, no, these are my only batteries or something like that. Yeah. That might be. Or if he was just holding it in his hand while he was running and somebody bumped him and That's it, like, true. skittered across the floor. Yeah. But they need the excuse of him getting his dad's credit card. Well, that that would be fine if he, um, you know, if, when they get to the airport and he was like, uh... 
because, you know, Kevin and his dad are not sitting together. So he could have been like, hey, dad, you know, I need batteries for my talk boy. I've been like, here, they're in my bag. You take it. Yeah. And, you know, give it back to me when we get to Florida because the batteries are in here. I can't get them out right now, but you can get them when we sit down. That's yeah. True, yeah. And then, like, somebody bumps into him and, like, the things go and he has to, like, pick them up in between people's feet. And then he yeah. looks up and sees the sky and is like, oh, there's my dad. Like, that would have been. Yeah, a lot. It would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. But it's fine. It we, is fine. We didn't write this movie. No, we sure didn't. We should write a movie. We have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> several. <laughs> That's true. Anyway, when Kevin looks back up, he sees a man who is wearing the same jacket and scarf as his dad. And so he just starts to follow him because he thinks it's his dad. Yeah. And he keeps going, dad, dad wait up. Dad shaped. Dad. Yeah. Dad. Dad. <laughs> hey, dad. Slow down, dad. you guys. <laughs> dad. Hey, dad. <laughs> it does do that a lot. It's so many times. It's too many times. But his dad's not listening. No, because it's not his dad. <laughs> right. I know that guy's like, man, somebody shut that kid up. <laughs> I don't even have kids. He's this not mine. I don't have children. <laughs> They're so annoying. <laughs> so the McAllister clan has made it to the gate. Mm-hmm. Kate is trying to stop and make sure everyone is there. But they say, don't worry, we'll make sure everyone gets on. Y- you don't know who everyone is. Yeah. You do, you know that you have they all have their tickets in hand. It's not like she handed them Everyone's seven tickets or fourteen or whatever. Tickets, yeah. And they're like, oh, there's only ma'am, there's only thirteen of you. She says, we'll make sure or he whoever we'll make sure everyone gets on. And I'm like, y-. it's because he doesn't or she or whoever I don't remember. Uh, the attendant yes does not know that the problem is maybe someone is missing. They're right. just like, yeah, everyone's here. Everyone will get on. I know, but. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but Kate doesn't realize. But Kate just needs to yeah. put her foot down and go, I'm going to do a quick head count, okay? There are 40 of us. Yeah, there <laughs> so are I'm too just many. I'm going to make sure that we're all here. If you don't mind, given what exactly. happened the year before. Yeah. You don't understand. Like, listen, you, shut up, okay? You make sure everybody gets on. I'll make sure that everybody is here. How yes. about that? But they, they get on. Yeah. She lets herself be ushered onto the plane, and there they are. Sans Kevin. Sans Kevin, who is in just completely in the wrong part of the airport, chasing this mustache mullet combo <laughs> man. Yes. <laughs> it's like a fast food combo. Yeah. <laughs> Not like they're combined. Yeah. <laughs> you just know yeah. mutton chops. Yeah, separate parts. Which would be tight. Sure. But. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure. that guy runs, gets on the plane, handing mm-hmm. the flight attendant his boarding pass. Kevin, in his rush to catch up with him, runs into her. Sends the whole stack of boarding passes flying. Mm -hmm. Kevin tells her, you know, this is the right flight. My dad just went in there. I'm just going to follow him. Yeah. And the flight attendant comes and tells her that it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. Just make sure, find your family before you sit down. Yeah, because she's like, I don't have this kid's boarding pass. It's in this pile somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, well, we don't have time for that. You know, are you sure your family's on this flight? And he's like, yeah, my dad literally. She's like, well, walk him to his family and make sure. Yeah. But they get on the plane. She says, do you see your dad? And he sees the guy again from behind. With yeah. The, he's like, there he is right there. And she's like, okay, just find any seat and uh, bye. Good luck. That's not how any of that works. No, it's so loosey-goosey. Like, he has an assigned seat. But of course, you know, they don't have any hope of finding it. So she's just like, I don't know, find an open one, I guess. Dumb. Because his boarding pass is lost. It's not how any of this works. No. No. But have a nice flight. Bye. <laughs> yeah, she gotta go. So he 
just shoves his dad's bag into his own bag, goes and, you know, finds a seat, looks around the plane. He doesn't see anyone in his family, but again, we've already established that none of them are sitting together. Yeah, so he's and they just like, knew Meh. that they weren't going to be. It's a big yeah. plane. I know my parents are in first class. Like, yeah. they're around. Yeah. He makes the cutest little, just like, face. <laughs> and he does, he turns to the man next to him and mm-hmm. says, have you ever been to Florida before? And the man says, bonjour, mon ami. Yes. He <laughs> just goes off in french yes and i read a couple things like the translation of what he says is just like he's very excited because this is his first trip to america and he's like do your parents know of any good restaurants around here that i could try out and like hey why aren't you talking to me hey why are you ignoring me (laughs) um and i read like one of those like 10 things you don't know about home alone oh yeah was it written in that voice yeah oh okay and it was like this guy's so creepy and i was like what that's a thing that you don't know. Well, yeah. That the guy is creepy. <laughs> Did you not know? But it's like <laughs> it's like when you translate what he's saying into English, it's really creepy. And I'm like, it's not creepy that he's like, do your parents know any good restaurants? Yeah, how is he's that creepy? He's just excited to be in America. Yeah, I was like, no, it's not creepy he's at all. Being friendly. Yeah, I mean, he should stop two seconds in after he realizes this. The first question should be, do you speak French? Yeah, but still, parlez-vous français? beautiful yes thank he's you he's excited I'm but he's not creepy yeah no anyway kevin's just like whatever dude so he puts his headphones in <laughs> whatever dude to avoid this chatty francophone <laughs> gentleman yes and of course <laughs> what if he was sitting next to the to inspector Clouseau? <laughs> Uh, no, Inspector Clouseau speaks English. <laughs> I know, but he still would be like, what? Oh, yeah. Still can't understand him. Um, cool. Have you ever been to Florida? Of course I have been to Florida! Of course I have been to Florida with a silly question. <laughs> you don't insult me with your paltry questions about Florida. <laughs> and everything there is to know about Florida. Anyway, so Kevin puts his headphones on, and of course, between the chatty man to his left and his music, he doesn't hear it, the flight attendant say... You know, welcome We're going to this to... non flight to New York. Yeah. New York City, baby! <sighs> what? It's just, I love typing it that way, and I love saying, baby! Baby! <laughs> New York City, baby! Yeah, so Peter and Kate are in first class, and they are talking about how Kate has that feeling again, that they forgot something. Yeah. But Peter's like, don't worry, everyone's here. You know, you just, you just have PTSD. Yes. <laughs> From last year. And she's like, you know what? That's right. I meant to sign up for therapy and I still haven't. So. Yeah. And the planes take off. And just like that, Kevin and family are separated once again. They show a little map of the planes going in opposite directions. Mm-hmm. As is tradition. Traditional. So Kevin has so, arrived. Uh, I have another question. They're just, I feel like the airport is almost the most unbelievable part of the whole movie. Yeah. Because when... Uh, the rest of it, like, Kevin is trying to be cunning, and he is, and mm-hmm. he's, like, clever, you know, and gets away with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. This is all purely accidental. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's how accidents happen. Like, a lot of weird things line up that wouldn't usually, and that's okay. But yeah, she dropped the boarding passes yeah, and would have gone through them and found his boarding pass and saw that it didn't belong. Yes. And didn't do anything. Yes. Well, that's true. They should have known when they touched down. That there was somebody on that flight that wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, and then they would have known immediately where Kevin was. Yeah, because they would have kept him at the airport. Right. When they landed. They yeah. would have been like, Kevin McAllister, come with me. Right. <laughs> you little... You were in the wrong airport. Yeah. 
Um, that is true. Unless she just didn't. <laughs> Unless she was like, fuck this. She's like, I don't care. I don't it's get paid enough. <laughs> needle in a haystack. Because she probably isn't thinking. I mean, you, you have know, to process the boarding passes, though. Do you? I yeah. mean, you do now because it's all digital and shit. But I mean, yeah, I guess. In, the, in 1992. Especially, you know, her brain is probably not going to, like, oh, this little kid is trying to sneak onto an airplane. Right. You yeah. Know, and she, she's not looking for it. But right. And he saw his dad. I'm sure that paperwork has to go into the right places. I don't know. Otherwise, why Why else do you have a boarding pass? Well, Then to keep a record of it. Get on the plane. Because the police can call <laughs> and be like, hey, did so-and-so get on a plane? Yeah. It's that's somewhere. True. That is true. But maybe it wouldn't get processed immediately. I mean, it's Christmas. That's true. They just, you know, they gotta go true. for them fast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what just happened to me. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bet. Bet. Yeah. Fucking bet. <laughs> anyway, there they are. <laughs> Both of them. All of them. <laughs> Kevin is in New York. His family's in Miami. Kevin uh, can't find anyone. It's yeah. weird that no one in his family is on the plane. Yeah, or at the gate. Yeah. And he gets off the plane. And then just to drive this point home, the flight attendant also gets off the plane. And yes. tells the guy at the door, we're the last ones off the plane. And Kevin's yep. like, Mary. where are those guys? Uh, in Miami. Getting their luggage from baggage claim. This scene is pretty funny where they like get Kevin's bag and pass it down the line. Like, hey, yeah. this is Kevin. Hey, this is Kevin. Hey, this is Kevin. Yep. Gets it and Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. Kevin's not here. As they pass it back up and it gets to Kate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Kevin's not here. Yeah. And Peter's the one who goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and Kate looks at him and then she looks down the line and then she's like <laughs> and then she realizes that they're not joking and Kevin is not there and she faints yeah right in the airport gross yeah everyone is looking at her like yeah. everybody in the background is just like uh because she just screams Kevin and then yep. faints and then we see Kevin who's looking out a window and staring at the New York City skyline and just taking it all in and he, you know he's just like hmm Empire State Building hmm yeah the, this bridge hmm. yeah. you know looking around and then he's just like there aren't any palm trees <gasps> <laughs> he puts Tiny it all gasp. together yes <laughs> yes and then he goes up to a ticket agent and interrupts her phone call to ask what city he's in yeah it's ali sheedy who is that allison reynolds from the breakfast club the, oh the weirdo I the basket case not even i know she's realized. got blonde hair ah. in this one but yeah it's just a cute it's like oh it's ali sheedy. i didn't recognize her either until i saw the credits yeah uh yeah and he he interrupts her phone call he's like what city am i in mm-hmm. and she annoyedly yeah and annoyedly i think it's just annoyed <laughs> annoyed she anointed <laughs> says new york sir uh-huh and he says i did it again and she's just kind of looking at him and he says i'll be fine <laughs> and backs off and then he sits down and still in the airport, it says, my family's in Florida and I'm in New York. And he thinks about it for a second. And then he says, my family's in Florida and I'm in New York. Eyebrows. Again, this is parallel. Oh, yeah. To the first movie. Yep. Yep. Eyebrows. Kevin in New York montage. He's riding in a taxi like a dog. He's taking Polaroids of things. He's buying firecrackers and seeing the sights, sights. Both, I guess. He's having the best time. (laughs) Okay. That's lovely. It's a montage. I know. What do you want from me? (laughs) I just like that you put my... (laughs) 
<laughs> that I noted in there. Yeah, so your note of sights. And the sights. And the sights. Or is it the sights? <gasps> Both. Yes. Anyway, then we're in Miami. Yes. Kate and Peter are talking to airport security, and the guy is asking when they last saw him, mm-hmm. and they're like, in the airport. He was with us. He was right behind us. And he says, okay, when did you notice that he was missing? And they're like, when we got here. Yes. Because we didn't check on our children. Now, it's a little bit more, well, okay, never mind. I was going to say it's, it's more fair that they didn't check on them on this flight because it is it is not very long. Yeah. But they did notice on the plane to Paris that Kevin was missing. Yeah, so. and they didn't notice until they got yeah. to baggage claim. Yeah. They didn't even check that Kevin was there from... Yeah, to make sure they all got off on the plane at the same time when yeah. they weren't sitting together. Like, what the fuck? How did they... They mm. just glossed over that. Yeah, they, they sure like, did. We can't explain that one away where no. they didn't... You know, that she wasn't Notice at least waiting at the gate. To make sure yeah, for everyone all the to ducks get were the in the row. Yeah. 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 Yeah, quack, quack. <laughs> There's a lot of ducks. Fair. But, uh, you know, the guy says, has he ever run away from home? And they're like, no. And then he says, has he ever been in a situation where he was alone before? And they're like, no. And then Peter looks at Kate and is like, well, and she's like, right. Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> yes. That's Peter okay. goes, mm. I was like, he's like a little Skeksis man. <laughs> How I hit your whimper. <laughs> so Kate has to be like, well, you know, this has happened before, actually, last year. It's kind of a McAllister tradition. And then Peter's like, funny enough, we never lose our luggage. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> God. And they laugh too long and too loud about it because they realize that they're ter- terrible parents. Yes, and this is a very dark joke to be telling a man who does not understand. Uh-uh. No man would understand. No, <laughs> unless they funny. saw the first movie. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Be like, oh, oh, that Kevin, he'll be fine. Right, yeah, he's got it. He says, well, look, we'll call the Chicago airport and let them know what's happening. It's very unlikely he'd be anywhere else. I mean, it is. He's right. He shouldn't be anywhere else. He should just be waiting in the airport like, hello? Yeah. (laughs) Haha, guess what? What? He's in New York. Oh, shit. Yep. Checking out the fish markets. And in one of the fish trucks, who's in there? Who's hiding in there? Is it the wet bandit? Vicky Standits. (laughs) 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 yes and they sneak out of the fish truck Mm -hmm. harry explains they just need one quick score so they can get passports and escape the country like arizona yeah says marv helpfully (laughs) exactly and then as they're walking down the sidewalk marv sticks a hand wrapped in sticky side out tape yeah like a it looks like masking tape too which isn't very sticky no but he sticks his sticky hand in a Salvation Army collection bucket coming away with a bunch of coins Mm -hmm. and Harry makes fun of him yeah immediately and Marv says listen every little bit helps yeah plus now we have our new nickname we're the sticky bandits yeah Harry's like jump in front of a bus dude I'm tired (laughs) of dragging you around with me where the fuck did you even get that tape we just escaped from prison why when did you have time we've been in a fish truck (laughs) This whole time. We've been in a fish truck. So, then we see Kevin making mm. his way downtown. Walking fast. Pigeons pass. And he's home alone. Well, he's not home alone. He's in a completely different city. But anyway, you get the point. Yes. He's headed to the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, because he saw it on the TV. He saw it on television. And then he passes through Central Park. Mm-hmm. He sees a woman mm-hmm. 
absolutely covered in pigeons. <laughs> She's got the bad case of head pigeons. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't come to work today. I got the head pigeons. They won't shut up. Head pigeons. <laughs> she stares at him for an unnecessary amount of time and uh-huh. says nothing. Yeah. And then he screams in her face and takes off running. This is just like when he goes outside and says, I'm not afraid anymore. And then he sees Marley and he runs back inside because they make extended weird eye contact. Yeah. Old creepy person who actually isn't creepy at all. Yep. Scares a little baby kitten. At least in the first movie, he got the backstory from Buzz of like, he's an axe murderer. True. Or, you know, he killed his family with a snow shovel and he yeah. chops up their bodies and, and whatever. So he had like a little bit of like, next to the uh, snow shovel. what do they call that in psychology? Priming. Oh, yeah. Where he was like already primed to be afraid of this man. Inception. This is the first yeah, he encounter just with this woman and he screams in her face just woman. because she has birds. Yeah. Not even scary birds. Stupid because ones. she has birds. <laughs> Idiot birds. Actually, pigeons are very smart. But anyway, he runs off. He's crossing the street, and the wet bandits, I'm sorry, the sticky bandits are crossing the other way. Yes. And they don't see each other, but they do kind of shoulder check each other because Kevin and Harry are like the same height. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point, yeah. And Harry like kind of turns around, and he sees Kevin walking away, and he doesn't really recognize him, but he's like, that kid gave me a funny feeling. Yeah. Which, I'm sure it's the last person he's expecting to see, too, right. so you wouldn't. But also, that kid's silhouette and, like, voice and face is burned into his brain. Yes, absolutely. Along with the... He's probably mad at every child. M brand on his hand. That's also <laughs> true, yeah. Yeah, but... So Harry tells Marv that he thought he saw something. Mm-hmm. But then Marv runs into a lady. Yeah. Who's, like... She's, like, at one of those tables looking at stuff. She's maybe. just standing on the corner. Oh, yeah. But, he, yeah, he, like, runs smack into her and his sticky hand gets stuck to her purse and she, like, tries to pull it away and he just stares at her while she does that. And yeah. then they finally come unattached and he tries to flirt with her. Yeah. And she slaps him. Yeah. So they're distracted of an- enough that they quit thinking about this kid that they right, saw. Right, yeah. You know, it couldn't possibly be him. I Mark, just get your shit together. realized that, like, any woman character that has a part, like, this size in this era movie. Mm-hmm. When I try to picture them, I just see the stepmom from Parent Trap. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's what every... Yeah, she kind of does look like that. Everyone looks like to me. Tall and blonde and thin and has the haircut. Yeah. But yes, Marv puts his hand to his own face where he got slapped and guess what? Mm. It's covered in tape and it gets stuck. (laughs) some very sticky tape. What do we have for him, Johnny? Tape. (laughs) (laughs) Tape. But Kevin made it to the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, well, it's tall. He can see it. He knows where he was going. Sure. You know, he just... Yeah, you just get right off the plane and just start walking. Had to get there. The airport's just right there. You don't <laughs> even just... have to get a cab. You don't gotta do shit. He does a lot of walking around New York City, and I'm like, it's really good that the places that he needed to go to were, like, confined to this four city block radius. Yeah. Because he, he does doesn't. Not. He stays in the same he borough. Gets in one cab. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, New York is a big place. Yes. But he manages to um, just make it very small. Just stay there. Yeah, it's like a small small little town to him. It does always make me think of the John Mulaney bit where he's like, talks about if he were a Def Jam comedian, he'd do a bit about like, it's impossible to get lost in New York because it's a grid system. Oh. And he's just like, it's one up and three over, you simple bitch. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, that would be my bit. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Love that. So he gets there. He's wowed by the place. It's very gaudy on the inside. It's mm. kind of pretty. It's 
90s rich people pretty, I guess. Yeah, very gilded. Yeah. And then he runs into Donald Trump. Who? <sighs> yeah. Remember when he was like just a tacky novelty and we didn't know all of his atrocities and he wasn't in charge of anything? Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, yeah. he asks him where the lobby is. And uh, Donald Trump gives him the wrong directions in his own fucking hotel. Yeah. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, that probably wasn't a bit. No, he's just dumb as shit. Uh, yeah, so according to Chris Columbus, director of this movie, Donald Trump bullied his way into this part because there's like a fee for filming in the like, yeah. in the lobby. Yeah. He's like, also, I want to be in the movie. And he was just like, no, I don't want you to be in this movie. But of course, he wouldn't. Donald Trump wouldn't leave him alone. And so he was just like, all right, fine. You can have like... You know, a line, whatever. Yeah. It's cool. He really wanted to cut his part out, which would have been amazing. If he yes. was just like, yes, you can be in it. And then was like, oh, you just, oh, you just didn't make it in. Sorry, You'll be man. in the it's, extended director's cut. It's too late. But um, when he showed up, when he was playing it for test audiences, they all cheered when he appeared. So he was like, all right, well, the people love him. Let's just keep him in. Oh, God. All those people now. I know. <laughs> and then... uh See how old is this movie? So twenty years later, for the twenty year anniversary, somebody tweeted and was like, "We should just go back and superimpose a forty year old Macaulay Culkin over Donald Trump." Oh my god, yes! And like somebody said that on Twitter, and Culkin retweeted it and just said, "Sold." Yes, <laughs> so I was like, "Yes, <laughs> put him in there. It'd be amazing." That's such a good idea. I'm here for it. Agreed. So Kevin makes his way to the lobby. It is weird that it's hard to find because you would think that would be the first place when you walk in the door yeah what's going on in right inside the door in between yeah i guess unless there's like did it go in the side door (laughs) through the kitchen (laughs) with the fishes uh kevin listens back to his talk boy and hears bob eubanks from the commercial say the reservation number for the plaza hotel yes which was the actual number for the Plaza Hotel. They didn't make one up. They were nice. just like, oh, fucking call them. They're a real place. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're allowed. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing about the Talkboy, too, is that it stores a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. Because the Yakback, you could only just, like, say one thing. And then it would say it back. And you record over it the next time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think this just has an entire tape in it. And so yeah. you can rewind and go back and forth. Um which is cool. It is cool. It's amazing that he manages to find what he needs. Immediately. Right when he finds it. Or right when he needs it. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, he hears the number. Yeah, so he goes around the corner. He sees a bank of pay phones. He is standing on a stack of phone books, which is really cute. And he calls the number. Yes. And then, well, first he records into his talk boy. Yeah. It says, howdy do. This is Peter McAllister, the father, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but, but he can cute. use like use effects on it to change yeah, the he voice. Just, he plays it slower. Oh. So it like yeah, lowers yeah. the voice. So it makes sense. It's just the phrase, this is Peter McAllister, the, the father. father. Yes. Of who? Everyone. <laughs> Five children. <laughs> is that not father. enough for you? That's true. <laughs> But he says, you know, I need to make a reservation for a room. I need one with an extra large bed, a TV, and one of those little refrigerators mm. you have to open with a key. Yeah. And then he dials the number and he plays this back on a slower speed. So he sounds like a deranged man. Yes. <laughs> He's like, this is Peter McAllister. The father. The father. <laughs> but the woman accepts this, makes a reservation. She says, you're going to need a credit card. And he says, credit card? Okay, no problem. 
<laughs> the fact that the Plaza Hotel has reservations available two days before Christmas. It's because this was when Trump owned it. In Gre- nobody <laughs> wanted to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. But so the, and the other weird thing is, okay, now he's going to walk up to this desk and be like, hi, I have a reservation. Yeah, it just got made two minutes ago. Yeah. Good job. I mean, not even two minutes, like 15 yeah, seconds just, ago. Just now. Yeah. Whatever. This is before, I guess, any technology. Yeah, yeah. Like, they couldn't see that the call was coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't see what time the reservation was made. It's <laughs> true. There's no timestamps on anything. No. But so he walks right up to the front desk, and as he's walking up to this woman, he catches the attention of Mr. Hector, is yes. his name, even though they never say it in oh, this movie. Yeah. Played by Mr. Tim Curry. The very same. Yes, who has just very nice teeth in this movie. He does. Yeah, and Rob Schneider looks adorable. He does! This is my favorite Rob Schneider role by a lot. He just looks so young and clean. So cute. I know, I'm like, could you have just kept doing this sort of thing instead of the dumb, like, budget Adam Sandler shit that you, like, ugh. I know, like, he looks so like he would have a good sparkling career ahead of him as, like, he could have been... One of the handsome yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Instead of You can do it Yeah guy. And then the hot chick. I didn't ever I did not watch that. No, me neither. Yeah. I just seen the trailer. Deuce Bigelow. Yeah. Didn't yep. watch that either. Nope. <laughs> Makes me think of South Park has not ever been good and it hasn't been even remotely good for the past fifteen years, but they have an episode where they're talking about how, like, everything is shit now. And it's just because, like, Stan is getting older, and so he thinks everything is shit. Ah. I think it's the same one. But they <laughs> they keep making up new Rob Schneider movies. Oh. And they're just like, Rob Schneider is a steepler. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in that voice where he's like, he's about to find out that being a steepler is not all it's cracked up oh to be. Oh my god. Rated PG-13. <laughs> so I just... It's just Honestly, like Rob Schneider's face on this human-sized stapler. I would have like... watched that before I watched <laughs> the hot chick. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. Rob yeah. Schneider is is deeper, but is <laughs> <laughs> deeper. It's just fun to say, honestly. Anyway, yeah. So Tim Tim Curry, Mister Hector, sees him across the lobby, and it's just like, why is there a small child alone in my lobby? And sees him go up to this woman. Yeah, and he walks up to her, and. You know, he says, I have a reservation for McAllister. And she says, oh, for, for yourself? yourself? Yeah, and he does the classic, yeah. ma'am. Ma'am. I'm ten years old. Right. Do you think I can make a reservation? Mm-hmm. Me? Me? <laughs> I can barely see over this counter, he says. <laughs> Adorably. <laughs> right. Chill, Kevin. Yeah, but he explains, no, I'm traveling with my dad. Mm-hmm. He's in a business meeting. Mm-hmm. And it's very boring. And I'm not even allowed to go in there, so I decided to come to the hotel early. Yeah. He gave me his credit card and told me to tell you to let me in the room so I don't get into mischief, because I will get into mischief. Oh, I'll do it. We all do. Yeah. (laughs) Shrug, adorable. He is very cute. He has such a specific cadence, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even allowed in, so I decided to come to the hotel early. Right. But he gave me his credit card and told me to tell you, you know, like... Yes, very much so. Yeah, that's cute. So then, back in Miami, the security guy is saying there's no sign of your son at Chicago O'Hare, which Mm. I'm like, you check 
everywhere. Like, that's a big airport. That's and a it, big ass this airport. a small child. He could be anywhere. But he says, you know, as far as we know, he's not in the airport. Yeah. Um, just give us a number that we can get a hold of you. And, you know, do you have a recent photo of Kevin? And Peter's like, oh, yeah, I have one in my wallet. And he reaches for his wallet to get it but he realizes he doesn't have it oh it's yeah in his bag which, which kevin has kevin has yeah and the security guy is like oh did you have any credit cards in there mm-hmm. because if so if he uses it we can track and see where he is right and kate says i don't think kevin even knows how to use a credit card bitch all you do is hand it to somebody uh, yeah it's, it's not, not writing a check no it's pretty easy yeah and like <laughs> Do you know anything about this child? Do you ever talk to him? He knows a lot. Have you ever once asked about his interests? What's he into? What can he do? Do you go out with him? Also, yeah, people use credit cards on TV. Yeah. You know, but anyway, it jump cuts to the card being scanned at the hotel. Yes. And on those old ones that do like the imprint Mm -hmm. on the carbon paper. Which, uh, when I worked at Mellow Mushroom, when the internet would go down, we would use those. Yeah. Which they don't usually even make debit cards with raised numbers anymore. No. So you just, just have to write it, I guess. Yep. Which would be annoying. Yep. Mm, Fuck that. Not about it. Anyway, it she scans it. It like a really easy way to get your information stolen. What? Like ha- just having these pieces of paper. Oh, yeah. You know, fuck stealing people's credit cards. Just steal this box. Yeah, or even just a hotel. Yoink one out of there. Yeah. But I mean, just take, if you took like five. Yeah. You know, that's like, these are people with, you know. A lot of money. A lot of money. But I guess, I don't know, you couldn't do like a lot of online shopping. That is also true. You could make reservations and things over the phone, phone, probably. Um, But yeah, yeah, you're not. (laughs) We'll just get on Amazon. (laughs) That's 1992 Amazon. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, she scans it. He goes, it worked. Yeah. She's like, what? He's like, what? No, nothing. <laughs> Give that back to me, please. What? Yes. And so she's like, well, tell your dad to come down and sign some things whenever he can. Yes. And <laughs> then Tim Curry from across the lobby sees Rob Schneider and is like, Cedric, Cedric. First off, he's like, don't count your tips in public. He's like, oh, sorry, my bad. And he says, find out everything you can about that young fellow. Yeah. He just immediately is suspicious. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. There's a small child, and, like, I feel like... There's so many people around. Somebody would have called ahead and just been like, hey, my kid's gonna, you know, just some yeah. some sort of heads up. Well, but he's just like, what? Just he find out He said he was the father. Yeah. So, that so, implies a child. <laughs> answers all the questions. <laughs> right, but he didn't talk to her. He talked to some other lady. Yeah, so Cedric, Cedric, <laughs> takes... Kevin's bag. Mm-hmm. Leads him up to his room. Unlocks the door for him. It's a ginormous room and it is bigger than both of our houses. Yep. And it's got a living room and a dining room and a tub and a cabinet full of sweets. Yeah. Snacks. Refrigerator with a little key. <laughs> Which and he never uses. No. And Kevin is looking around and Cedric is trying to look through Kevin's stuff. Yeah. And sees a little tag with Peter McAllister's name on it. Mm-hmm. He gets caught. Yeah. And he says, what does he say? He says, oh, did you want me to put the key in the bag? Yes. Or just get give it to you? What yeah. do I... He's just like, yeah, okay, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, and so he goes to leave, but mm-hmm. he, of course, Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. needs a tip. Yeah. He's and he not does very... the little rub the hands together. Yeah. <laughs> the fingers, to be not the hands. It. <laughs> 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 the 
excellent. <laughs> now it just says little little fingers. But Kevin's like, oh, you'll be wanting a tip. And he gives him a piece of fruit striped gum, which is my favorite and also least favorite I chewing know. gum. It has the best flavor for about half of one second. Yes. <laughs> one half of one second. Yeah. And you're like, well. Can you but it also it? comes with weird tongue tattoos. So, That's true. you know. It's a good time. That's just, what I need. Where else can you get lemon or peach flavored gum? That's the thing. That is true. You can't. You can't. So anyway, he uh, gives it to him and Cedric's just like, oh, tight. Thanks. Thank you. And then we see Kevin in the biggest flip flops ever. Yeah, because he has his dad's bag. Yeah. So he has his dad's flip flops and his dad's swimming trunks on. Yeah. Is that what it, is that what it is? Because I think the flip-flops are from the hotel i think they're branded like the plaza hotel oh well yeah but that would make sense that it would be his dad's swim trunks yeah they're way too big yeah they're him. humongous it's so cute yes and he goes down to the hotel pool and he's about to run and <laughs> jump and he just looks around and sees there's just like a bunch of old people lounging so he says out loud like loudly so everyone can hear yeah to the directly to the old men in the hot tub <laughs> yes which is sweet would i bother anyone if i worked on my cannonballs and, and they're, they're all like, just like, nope. They shrug. And so he's like, tight. It's just so cute that he asked first. And so politely. Yeah. He's like, would it bother anyone? Yeah. <laughs> but he loses his shorts in the process because he cannonballed and his shorts are too big. And but they wouldn't, they would come off if he dove. Well, but he, I'm sure swimming back up, they just fell off. I don't know. I didn't like it. I was like, it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's <laughs> parallel to the last one this is an unnecessary 10 seconds that we didn't need but for different reasons yes this last time it was just like don't put any more shit on kevin McAllister and have yeah, his groceries fall his over groceries the that's the parallel though I his guess. groceries fall his shorts fall oh that's true just like weird little inconvenient things that don't actually go anywhere yeah yeah but that's when i'm like don't i don't want to think about it yeah uh one time you made me put that in my brain one time when i was in mexico on a school trip we were at the beach and i was wearing a one-piece bathing suit, and a wave took me out. Oh, no. <laughs> and when I stood up, my titties was everywhere. <laughs> they was everywhere. You had to go collect them like a video game. <laughs> they were right everywhere. Like, ten pieces scattered across the beach. You've heard of buoys. <laughs> but have you heard of boobies? <laughs> yeah, I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, very embarrassing. Yeah, that's rough. Because time... I was with a bunch of my high school peers. Yeah. I at one time was walking, um, this is not bathing suit related, but it's sort of related. I was walking with my high school classmates uh, downtown because I, you know, grew up in a small town. So yeah. the high school to wherever we were going was like, we were on a field trip, but it was f- close enough that we could just walk there. Yeah. And somebody accidentally stepped on, I was wearing like a maxi skirt and somebody accidentally stepped on it from behind and just yanked it off of oh, me. Oh no! <laughs> like, whoop! <laughs> Nobody saw that. So, yeah, everybody was just like, oh, no. You know, and everybody was like, ah, fuck you. But like, yeah, that's like, how it was. Oh, my skirt. <laughs> in Mexico also. Because I was also drowning. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was don't like, worry about my titties. Save my life. <laughs> that's the sound I was making. <laughs> no one was like, wow, boobs. Everyone was like, damn. Right. They're about to die. Yeah. So. Anyway, no more titty talk. <laughs> well, I can't promise that. <laughs> so now... He's in the hotel room, and he's watching Angels with Even Filthier Souls. Yes. The sequel. Exactly. And uh, Dame walks in, and we see Johnny, the guy from before, mm-hmm. who took out snakes. 
He says, hold it right there. Snakes? Snakes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) And we see, like, a guy who works for the hotel is scooping ice cream. Kevin's all propped up on, like, 80 pillows, you know, just in the lap of luxury. The guy's like, two scoops? He says, make it three. I'm not driving. God, it's so cute. It is. Just bedside ice cream scooping. Yes! That that truly is vacation. I cannot think of any greater luxury. Yeah, so decadent. I would be so uncomfortable. I'd be like, I can do it myself. It's fine. I'll just point me in the direction of the buffet. I yeah. can't. I'm just not. I would just feel weird even if somebody was like standing next to the bed while I was laying in it. Yeah, that's true. Just the, any of the ooh, but Yeah, scooping your like, shall I put some sprinkles on it for you, sir? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> it's okay. All right, but do you have whipped cream? And, okay, but. But. Yeah, so we go to, it's me, Johnny. Says, I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. Yes. And so, you know, we go through and we get the classic line. Okay, I believe you, but my tummy gun don't. I'm going to give you to the count of ten. Yeah, three. She only gets three oh, this time. to the count of three. Which is not fair. One. To get you, I have the whole thing later. Two. It, uh... <laughs> three. That's what a gun sounds like. <laughs> Yes, the subtitles say ba la 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 la. <laughs> you, you've heard of machine gun Kelly, but have you heard of <laughs> dummy gun bucket snake? Ba la 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 la. This is the least intimidating rap I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Kevin is consuming so much ice cream. Like, not as much as was in blank check, because that's like a trash can's worth of ice cream. Yes, true. But no one should eat this much dairy. No. It's concerning. I know. Which, I mean, when I was a kid, I could have handled it. But now as an adult. Yeah. I can definitely, like, have a milkshake and be like, Emmy, Timmy hurts. That's too much. But I also don't drink milk anymore, so. Oh, I do. I think think that much sugar would take me out before that much milk did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which, not to sound like old people on this podcast, but oof, that's a lot of sugar, Kevin. <laughs> digesting a lot. Anyway. So Tim Curry is sneaking through the hotel. Yes. To Kevin's floor. Yeah, he has a really, like, big, loud vacuum cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretending to be German. <laughs> it's really weird. Genuinely did not know where you were going with that. I was like, he doesn't have a big anything. <laughs> Hello? (laughs) Sucks up a bird? It's incredible. (laughs) That fucking bird. I hate that movie so much. It's in your brain forever. Leave me alone. You're welcome. Yeah, he does pretend to be German. I know. I did not make that connection. But yeah, he knocks on the door and says it's housekeeping. And Kevin hears him coming in, but because it's a suite, he can like hide. And he books it for the bathroom. Hmm. Turns on the shower hmm. and the bath hmm. as he lets himself in. This sounds all very familiar. Uh-huh. This is what happens in Return of the Pink Panther. They go in the bathroom. That's true. Into the sauna. That is true. <laughs> Makes it all steamy, which Kevin also does. Yeah. Um, Tim Curry is like sneaking through the room, sees all the ice cream <laughs> dishes, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? And heads to the bathroom, which is weird that he's doing this. Yeah, because he can hear that the water is running. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he has no reason to believe that there's not a man in this hotel room. No. Like, something weird might be going on. I just don't, I also don't know why he cares so much because. It's being paid for. Yeah. Yeah. 
Who gives a shit? Well, who knows? He's just nosy. Yeah. So he gets to the bathroom, but Kevin has somehow had time to blow up the clown doll. (laughs) He's passed out on the floor. (laughs) It's all that sugar. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's, he's, so he's blown it up. He's put it in the tub. So it's like floating, but Mm -hmm. it also looks like it's in the shower and he's tied strings to its hands. And he's also playing his talk boy of Uncle Frank singing Cool Jerk. Yeah. Cool Jerk. So, then he turns the clown doll towards Tim Curry. Yes. As it, and shakes one of its fists. Get out of here, you nosy little pervert, before I slap you silly. Yes, and so, Timothy Curry yes. runs away. Mm-hmm. Trips over a side table. Yep. Hobbles out. Yep. And, uh, is embarrassed, I suppose. Makes his, makes his escape. Gets away clean. Yep. So then we are back in Florida, where the McAllister clan has arrived at Villa de Dolphine. Dolphiné, perhaps. Dolphiné. It's pouring down rain. The sign advertises adult films and hourly rates. Yeah, is this the hotel that they booked, or are they just yes. in the one that is closest to the police station? No, this is the one that they booked because everyone is looking out, the they're all crammed in one shuttle, and they're staring at it with open mouths, except for Uncle Frank, who says, it didn't look this bad on our honeymoon. So I think he just said, oh. I know a really nice place where we can go. Yeah. I didn't know what he meant. I thought he was saying that, like, well, at least it isn't as bad as our honeymoon or something. Yeah. But he was the one who was I like... I think the implication is, I've been to this place before. Yeah. It's great. We should go there. And I'm like, why did you let him pick where you go? He doesn't have any money. He's a cheapskate and a moocher. Yeah. I mean, you could maybe argue, well, this was back before they had five kids. But, like... If he says, we went there on our honeymoon, it was beautiful. How long ago was that? Yeah. There's no guarantee Why do that you it's trust the same. this man? Why do you trust this man who is a notorious cheapskate? This and is, is back in the you day. Pay for everything. Yeah, this is back in the day, too, when everybody is travel agents. Yeah, especially if you have as much money as they do. Like, Yeah, I can't imagine they wouldn't. I know. So it's just dumb that they let Frank even suggest a place to stay. Yes, very much so. Kevin is getting ready to go to bed in his big, giant bed all by himself. It's looking through his dad's bag. It's got his address book, which has his Uncle Rob's address. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks to himself about it. Yep. And he pokes it. I should stop in and see them. Yeah. They always <laughs> give good presents. Yeah. It's cute when he does, I don't know that's the point, but when he does like grown up things of like, oh, you know, I should give them a ring. Should yeah. stop by. Yeah. And then immediately back to little kid of like, they always give really good presents. Yeah. And then he sees his dad's wallet, and there's a picture of the whole family, which makes him a little sad. Yeah. Goes over to the window, he looks out for the city, and he says, Good night, Mom. Yeah. Already misses his mom. What a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) And then we see her in her hotel room in Miami, looking out at the moon, and she says, Good night, Kevin. And it makes me very sad, because, you know, in the first one, at least she knew that he was at home. Yeah. And in this one, she has no idea where he is yeah you know did someone snatch him like has he been kidnapped is he dead like he could be literally anywhere and that just must be so hard yeah you know before it was like oh i'm worried about him because he's eight and he's home alone but like at least he's at home exactly yeah i didn't think about that there should be a way bigger response to him being missing yeah she is not as concerned well neither are the police he's 10 yeah you know at first when they're like oh we left him in the airport Okay, he should be in the airport. But once they find out he's not in the airport, 
That yeah, they should as- they should assume something bad has happened. Yeah, someone probably. And I'm surprised that it, it wasn't like it's on the news. There's a little boy missing. Yeah, you know? the logical assumption is that someone kidnapped him. You yeah, know, grabbed him while they were running through the airport, and he could be literally anywhere. And yeah, they're just not not concerned enough. No, that's about weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Yeah. So the next morning, <laughs> Cedric has arrived with Kevin's boxer boxer shorts on a hanger. They've been washed and pressed your shorts sir very cute because kevin's like whoa buddy there could be girls on this floor you can't just be flashing those puppies around he's like oh i was very discreet yes and then he says oh sorry you want a tip hang on Mm -hmm. and he cedric pulls his gum out of his mouth yeah which have you had that all night gross he says i still have plenty of tip left from earlier yeah and kevin flashes like a big wad of cash and he's like oh okay well all right bye closes the door the most unbelievable part of this movie is that he's still chewing on the same piece of fruit striped gum as before. Yeah, this isn't Absolutely Willy not. Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. He Get is not Violet Beauregard. Get out of here with that shit. So in the lobby, Tim Curry is talking with the guests, but then he sees Kevin come out of the elevator. So he's like, hang on just a second. Runs over to Kevin and is just like, I am so very sorry. Tell your father that I'm very sorry. And Kevin's just like, is my transportation ready? Yes. <laughs> he says, yes, sir, your limousine and pizza and just like he's like so he's upset never heard of a pizza he has to say pizza life. pizza you know pizza <laughs> are ready know. to go compliments of the plaza hotel mm-hmm. and then he tries to apologize mm-hmm. and he's like is your dad gonna come down soon i would like to apologize to him personally and yeah. kevin says no he already left and he's really mad mm-hmm. and i doubt you'll see him for the rest of the trip yeah but he's like oh but i you know i would like to say i'm sorry and he's like listen would you if somebody walked in and saw your butt cheeks <laughs> would you ever want to see them again and he's like no i suppose not and he's like yeah so i don't think you're going to be seeing much of him yeah and tim curry i don't know if i can do it <laughs> he's like have a lovely dare it's just like the way that tim curry talks. have a lovely dare but he's like leaning on it oh yeah hard in this movie and it's wonderful oh yeah god i love him so much but when Kevin leaves, he in goes this back movie. over. In this movie, we love him so much. Yeah. Not, not in The Pebble and the Penguin. Pebble and the Penguin. If you haven't listened to that episode, you know what? Go listen to it. Go. Pause. It's funny. Go listen to it. <laughs> it's funny to hear us bitch about something. We'll be here. It's true. So, but as soon as Kevin leaves, Tim Curry runs it back over to like the reservation card information and runs the credit card. Yeah. He actually runs it through the system. Yeah. But there's a stretch limo waiting at the curb. Mm, with a with cheese pizza just for Kevin. Just for Kevin. There's another parallel from the first one. Yep. A lovely cheese pizza just for him. Yep. And he's sitting in the back of this limo drinking Coke from a wine glass, watching the Grinch again, mm-hmm. eating pizza. And then he calls the driver on the phone, <laughs> just from the back seat to the front seat. Yeah. Says, you know any good toy stores? And the guy's like, yes, sir. Yeah, he's so happy. Yeah, it's, it's very cute. cute. I wish it was the same driver from Blank Check. Yeah, that would be fun. And then we see, like, the Grinch's terrible face doing that, like, really big smile that he does. It takes out his whole face. Yeah. And then we see Tim Curry also smiling this horrible smile Mm -hmm. because the credit card machine has reported Mr. McAllister's card stolen. Yeah. That is literally the only purpose of this machine, I think. You just run it through and it's like, stolen. Yeah. Not stolen. (laughs) Legit. I don't know what other options are. Just a thumbs up. Yeah. 
he's like really satisfied looking about it too he's like oh bingo or perfect he would never say bingo <laughs> he had such a hard time with the word pizza but uh he i think he says perfect Perfect. or something like that but i'm just like kevin's not <laughs> causing trouble that's my tim curry voice this is beautiful maybe he's just mad because he he doesn't think that there's not an adult up there he just thinks Oh, that an adult man stole this card and yeah, is you know nobody's gonna get something away with that on my watch. Sketchy, where you know when somebody you are embarrassed by something that you have done, and so you like want to get back at the person that that's true. He's even like, though you're the one that made the mistake, this erases the fact that I snuck in on him in the shower because yeah. he is a criminal. Right. Okay, that's okay. So then we see Harry and Marv who are at an ice rink. Mm. And Harry is standing at the side of the ice rink, literally beating off pigeons with a newspaper. What? Like, be- beating them away. Smacking them uh, with the newspaper. Anyway, so he them. yells at Marv. Yes, beating them. <laughs> right, yes. Newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Who is skating. Yeah. And he says, Marv, get over here! Right. <laughs> Which, I do feel like, I feel like Harry does not feel at home no. in New York, even though he sounds like he is from New York. Are they from New York or are they from Chicago? I don't know, but he just sounds like a city guy. Yeah, I think they're from Chicago. Yeah. I think they just ended up in New York to get away from the heat. That's fair. Um, <laughs> the heat. So Marv skates over, just snatching somebody's scarf as he does, and they don't notice. Oh, yeah, they just He keep does this so many times in the movie. Skating. Yeah. And Harry's like, all right, we gotta talk. We don't have the equipment to rob banks or jewelry stores Mm -hmm. and we don't want to like steal goods that we have to sell so we don't want to be like knocking off houses either we need money yeah and we need it now cash dollars yeah (laughs) and then marv steals a kid's mittens i know and they're the kind that are like attached to each other yeah you wear them around your neck Uh uh-huh and i'm like that kid was (laughs) three feet tall yeah his mittens are appropriately sized Uh uh-huh these mittens go down to like marv's collarbones Like, not only are they going to fit on your giant hands, they're not going to fit on your giant hands. No, especially with all that tape. Your hands will be way up here. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be walking around looking like he's doing the chicken dance permanently. That's a chicken dance. No. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Well, Marv says, what about hotels? Tourists are always carrying cash. But for some reason, Harry says, there's no guarantee there. You know, maybe they're not. Maybe they just have credit cards. Or traveler's checks because that was a thing that's true what we should do is rob stores on christmas eve Mm -hmm. they're gonna be full of cash yeah they're not gonna deposit it because the banks will be closed smart smart so marv then steals some fucking earmuffs yeah and a hat and harry says let's rob this toy store it'll be full of money and no one will suspect it yep the store is called toy duncan's chest banner is fucking me up every time that says toy duncan's chest that's fair (laughs) i don't know who designed it yeah it's this huge toy store called duncan's toy chest and kevin McAllister's limo has also just arrived there what a coingy dink wow the store is pretty cool yeah but it's it doesn't seem to have very many toys in it yeah you can buy (laughs) yeah it seems like a lot of display yeah uh i did I thought it was cool, though, to see all of the... I don't know. They're they're all very old-fashioned toys. Yeah. Which is, you know... Yeah. I feel like kids don't play with those anymore. Yeah. It's a lot of wooden stuff and a lot of, like, cutesy little animatronic stuff. Yeah. Rather than just video games. Mm-hmm. I sound old as shit. You are. I gotta go. So, <laughs> we see some very cute little playhouses in the corner. 
One of them's like decorated like a gingerbread house. Yeah. And they're the kind that I was always jealous of when other people had them when yeah. I was growing up. We had, um, my cousin and I had, but our dads both worked at the same factory and they would get giant cardboard boxes. Yeah. That had, I don't know, shipments of things. Yeah. And they would bring them home. That's and they were big cool. enough that like me and two of my cousins could comfortably sit in them. Nice. And we would just, like, draw on the inside of the walls and hang out in there. I was like, yeah. don't give me a fancy gingerbread house. Just no. give me a big old cardboard box. I would have been fine with that. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> yeah, we cut a little, like, door yeah. in it. Yeah. It was so cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, these are... Fancy. Uh, upscale. Yeah. Very cute. But so we see the... Gentrified. <laughs> Gentrified. No. <laughs> so one of the, the little windows open and Harry and Marv stick their heads out of their respective houses. Marv says, nice house! But there's no bathroom. <laughs> but so... What if there was? <laughs> Tiny little so bathroom. Small. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, but so they're talking to each other out the windows, and every time someone walks by, they just freeze. Yeah, you know, Their like, faces are just hanging out. Trying to pretend like they're dolls or something. Y'all look like fucking criminals. <laughs> terrifying, but it works. But so Harry explains the plan. They're going to hang out in these little houses until the store closes, mm-hmm. and then empty out the register, and then walk out like they own the place. It's a foolproof plan. Yes. We do see a little, like, pan over, and there's a guy with a 90s mullet who's, tell- t- who's telling a very adorable little girl, like, shake the Nutcracker's hand. Oh. And that's Chris Columbus. Oh. Which is just cute. And that's his actual daughter. Cute. And, like, all of the children extras in this movie has got to pick one toy from this toy store as their payment for being in the movie that's sweet which is really adorable that's cute and also if they held on to it i bet they could sell it for a lot of money oh now. for sure yeah, yeah. Be like this is from Malone too uh no yeah. word on what she picked out but my money's on one of those giant stuffed unicorns that we see oh yeah like at one point i want one of those now <laughs> i don't know what i do with it but that's beside the point um Macaulay Culkin got to keep the talk boy, even though it didn't work. It didn't do anything. It was just like a prop. Yeah. And after this movie, Tiger Electronics did create this thing, like oh. a toy called the talk boy. Yeah. In a purple and pink version called the talk girl. Oh. Well, which one do I use? Because. <laughs> <laughs> the talk <Yak> back. <laughs> you got to use the yak back. <laughs> That's fine. That seems chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Mr. Duncan. Which we don't know it's Mr. Duncan at first, but... No. A cute old man yeah. is ringing up Kevin's purchases and asks if he's alone. And of course, Kevin is like, in New York, I'm afraid of my own shadow. Right. But the cashier mm-hmm. says, I'm just checking. Yeah. And Kevin is like, this is the nicest toy store I've ever been in. And he says, Mr. Duncan must be really nice if he just lets co- kids come in and play with all his toys. And the cashier explains, well, Mr. Duncan loves kids. And yeah. not in a weird way. No. In a very caring way. He takes all the money that the store makes on Christmas and he gives it to the children's hospital. Yeah. So Kevin takes an extra 20 out of the free money that he has. He mm-hmm. only gives $20. Wow. Just yeah. kidding. It's 1992. That's like $4,000. It's true. And he doesn't know <laughs> if and when he gets kicked out of this hotel. He's going to need some cash. That's true. But he gives it to the cashier uh, saying that he can replace it with the money that he made shoveling snow that he has back home. And he says, donate it to the children's hospital. Yeah. And so the cashier mm-hmm. is so moved that he says he can have any one of the ornaments on the tree that's sitting on the register, mm-hmm. except that he's going to tell him exactly which ones to take. Yeah. So it's not like he can actually. Right. It's like, I suggest these. Well, I don't want those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, rude. But he tells him to take the turtle doves because mm-hmm. you can give one to a friend and you can keep one. Yeah. And then you'll always be friends. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. Yeah, it is cute. And Kevin's like, all right, I'm leaving. He tells the cashier, if you go outside, bundle up. It's getting a little nippy out there. That's very cute. He's just like, okay, I will. And as he's leaving, he sees a giant portrait of Mr. E.F. Duncan. When it looks just like the cashier. Why? Turns around, he's gone. Incredible. Incredible. So. Do you think Tony Hawk has a portrait of himself in his own house so that people remember who he is? (laughs) Yes, but then he never (laughs) lets anyone come over. (laughs) So. Kevin is standing on the curb using a little magnifying glass on his Swiss Army knife that I'm assuming he just bought. And he's looking at a map of New York. And the wet bandits come out of the store as well. Yeah. Which I guess, I thought they were going to stay in there all night, but I guess they got tired of sitting in there. Yeah. Well, they're, they're going to come back you know, later. going to go eat sandwiches. Oh, or, yeah. True. You know, maybe see the sights. I'll have a sandwich. Um, I could take a sandwich right now. <laughs> but, you know, Harry's like, all right, well, what do we do until... It gets, you know, close to closing time or mm-hmm. whatever. And Marv's like, well, you did promise you'd take me to the Central Park Zoo, <laughs> which I think is cute. That just, is cute. I don't know. Their dynamic is cute. It is cute. They're still... Because they're both dumb, but, like, they're friends. Yeah, they're still written well. Yeah. In a way that you're like, I don't want anything bad to happen to them, but I'm also not cheering for them, but I'm yeah. also like, they're still entertaining. Yeah. 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 I also love... Just the height difference between the two of them is incredible. Like, I wonder what it is. The top of Harry's head does not even come up to Marv's shoulders. Like, it's a foot and a half at least. Like, Daniel Cern is a very tall man. I'm gonna Google it. Okay, you Google it, and I will continue. Joe Peppis. <laughs> he is five foot four. Oh, Daniel, Daniel Cern, Cern is six, six foot four. Six four, yeah. So, That's a, foot. I'm a, a foot. A solid foot. I'm a foot taller than... than- Old hot toes. Old hot toes. Well, that's what makes it adorable. I know. But so. <laughs> Joe Bippus. <laughs> he looks so old now. He is old. He's he, not. He's retired too. He just doesn't do anything. Hell yeah. I know. I love it. Um, I was going to say, I do feel like from Home Alone 1 to Home Alone 2, the only person who looks like they aged a lot was Joe Pesci. Yeah. Like he looks significantly older and nobody else really. Like yeah. Kevin looks two years older. Yeah. You know. He's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid, but but and Fuller looks markedly bigger. But he's in this movie for like well, and two Buzz, minutes. yeah, and Buzz yeah. is like, but like of the adults, yeah, you know, they all look the same. Yeah, Joe Pesci Except just Joe looks Pesci. like ten years God, older. I'm like, are yeah. you okay, my dude? <laughs> well, prison was hard on him. I was say maybe maybe that was intentional because <laughs> he was in prison. He was in prison. I I bet Marv had a great time in prison. Oh, honestly, yeah. so much fun. He's <laughs> probably just like making friends. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> He's so tall and weird that I don't think anybody's going to mess with him. No, so yeah. So he's probably, yeah, probably having a great time. So anyway. Yes. Harry sees Kevin and sees that his bag says K. McAllister. And he's like, oh, shit. It is that little kid. Yep. Fuck. He's like, Marv, check it out. And he walks over to him and says, hiya, pal. Oh. And Kevin, of course, instantly recognizes his voice. Doesn't even turn around yet. He's just like, <gasps> But then he does turn around slowly and they go to grab him. But Kevin just yells. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is what you should yeah, do. Yeah, the right thing to do. Children, yeah. if you're listening and a strange man goes to grab you, regardless of if you have assault charges <laughs> pending against you from them. Yes. And regardless of if they have a restraining order against you. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yell. Yeah. Also, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But so. Yeah. A, 
<laughs> and two. <laughs> D. But yeah, he takes off running. Run. Mm-hmm. The sticky bandits take off after him. Mm-hmm. Kevin uh, stops to buy a couple of pearl necklaces right. and then runs a bit further, breaks mm-hmm. them all, scatters the beads so that Harry and Marv slip yeah. and fall and Kevin gets away. Yeah, and anybody else walking down the sidewalk, Kevin? You know, before it was like, they came into my house and so I am endangering them. Yeah. This is just anybody. It's gonna... Yeah. Little ladies. Run to the police station. <sighs> Truly. But, uh-oh, Tim Concierge <laughs> waiting outside the hotel. Mm-hmm. Helping guests. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Oh, yeah. he's uh, Somebody says thank you and he says, my duty and my pleasure. And uh, Kevin tries to get help from him, which, you know, the whole last movie, he didn't... He talked to a lot of adults that he did not say... Anything hey, was shit's going, going on. down, yeah. yeah. And in this one, so he runs up to him and he's just like, hey, hey, they're after me. But Tim Curry is not having it because he's like, oh, what's the matter? Store wouldn't take your stolen credit card and just reaches into Kevin's pocket and snatches it out of there. So I'm like, maybe it's a different fucking credit card, man. You don't know which one. Right, don't be reaching in kids' pockets either. Don't That's just, weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Kevin's like, ah, shit, you know, I, I've been made. So he takes off running for his room. Yes. And he gets chased through the lobby, but he evades Tim Curry and the lady and Cedric, makes them all crash into each other. They all, like, clothesline each other somehow and yeah. do, like, a flip. Yeah. Yeah. And he slides across his belly into the elevator. Like a little penguin. Yeah. <laughs> An Irish penguin for some reason. <laughs> he gets to the room, grabs a bunch of snacks. He's ready to make a break for it. Mm-hmm. But the hotel staff have arrived along with two very old dudes. Yeah. Who, I guess, are the manager, and then there's a security guard. That guy is clearly labeled security guard. Yeah. The other guy's just, like, in a suit, and he's very old. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm assuming he manages the hotel. I don't know what his he job is. He just hangs out on that floor. does not talk. Yeah. But just as they enter the room, Kevin turns on angels with even filthier souls to the exact right moment. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly. Yeah. And does the audio trick. Mm-hmm. Hold it right there. Uh, this is the concierge, sir. I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. <laughs> Tim Curry just, like, looks at his armpits. You was here last night, too, wasn't you? Uh, yes, sir, I was. You was here. And you were smooching with my brother. <laughs> in this in this moment. <laughs> in this moment. Tim Curry makes the best noise. Yes. <laughs> that I cannot recreate i shall attempt but it's better with the face that goes with it you should just watch it but he just is like (laughs) (laughs) and (sighs) yeah yeah he is Uh, so upset i'm afraid you are mistaken sir i listened to this noise about three times and then my roommate walked in and i was like listen to this noise (laughs) so good i wonder how many takes it took (laughs) who knows don't give me that you've been smooching with everybody snuffy al leo Little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Phony Bob, Cliff. Cheeks. <laughs> cheeks. 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 Yeah. Cheeks. <laughs> cheeks. As they, as this list is going off, Cedric and the lady are just like appalled. Yeah. As if they know who any of these people are. They're right. just like, oh, Snuffy? Cheeks? <laughs> Little Mo with the gimpy leg. <laughs> And then when they get to Cliff, we look over and the security guy, his name tag says Cliff. And he goes, <gasps> no, it's a lie. And they're all looking at him like, how could you? And I'm like, Tim Curry is the one accused of being smooched here. I don't know. <laughs> but all the faces going on are just like, everyone is so silly, confused and appalled and yeah, embarrassed. Scandalized. And, yeah. 
I could go on forever, baby. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry, sir, but I'm afraid you're mistaken. We're looking for a young man. All right. I believe you. But my Tommy gun don't. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. So they do. He just looks at everybody and is like, the gestures. And he says, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do better than that. So he encourages the whole group the way you would a choir that they need to sing louder or yeah. some carolers, perhaps. And yes. he says, we love you. And Kevin is just cracking himself up at this point. I know. And has snuck out a back door. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm going to let you go. Visible relief on all of the faces. I'm going to give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low-down, four-flushing carcass out of my door. <laughs> One, two, <laughs> the scariest oh, Tommy gun no. in existence. <laughs> the bullets, the bullets are so floppy. <laughs> they just come out smacking like some Swedish fish right in your face. <laughs> it's just unpleasant. Like it's not fatal, but you're just like, I hate all of this. I'd, I'd rather die, honestly. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, and a happy new year. Nice. Let me see. Tim Curry and crew army crawling through the hallway, because everyone has come out of their room to see what's happening, and he's like, Get back in your rooms! There's an insane guest with a gun! I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be telling people. I mean, I guess you should be like, it's dangerous, but yeah. like, I don't know. An insane guest seems... Yeah, intense. Yeah. So, Kevin has made it through the hotel. And out the back door, and he just runs without looking, basically. Yeah. Jumps off of a loading dock. And then he looks, but it's too late. As he jumps straight into the arms of Harry Lime. Yeah. And we see this giant M that is branded on his palm. Yeah, the camera kind of, like, zooms in on it for yeah. a second. He says, come to Papa. Mm -hmm. And Marv takes his ticket and says, American, don't fly to the promised land, little buddy. Just like from before. Yeah. When he says, Santa Claus don't visit the... Funeral homes. Funeral homes. Yeah. Oh, they march him down the alley and out into the streets. And Marv is just explaining the entire plan to him. Yeah, we're going to knock off this place called Duncan's Toy Chest. And we're going to take all the money because it'll be in there and the banks aren't open. Yeah. And Harry's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's a little kid. He's not going to tell nobody. Right. And of, of course, course, Kevin is recording it. Mm -hmm. And Harry tells him he has a gun in his pocket, so we better not scream. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is kind of the point. Where I was like, oh, that's intense. You know, it's it's fine. Because, I mean, they said it a bunch of times in the first movie. They're like, I'm going to kill this kid. Right, but it didn't feel like they meant it because they didn't have a gun. Right. <laughs> but now that it, there is a gun. Yeah. He's like, I have a gun in my pocket, so don't scream. Like, that's that's uh, what I was saying. Where this one just Yeah, it just feels more violent. It feels yeah. darker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So they get to a street corner and Kevin sees a woman standing there. Checks to make sure that Harry and Marv aren't paying attention to what he's doing, and he reaches out and pinches her butt. Yeah, and she turns around, and wouldn't you know it, it's the lady from before. This small this fucking town. Small town. It's incredible. Uh, she recognizes Marv, who is like, oh, hello, and she just decks him. Which is amazing. I know, I love it. She, like, full-on punches him, not yeah. just, like, a slap. No. She rears back. Yeah. Yeah. And once he's <laughs> Harry still doesn't know what's happened yet. Once he's down, Kevin says, he did it, and points to Harry. And Harry's just, did what? <laughs> so she punches him, too. I'm like, hell yeah. 
Go for you, lady. Go for you, lady. Kevin says, thanks, and takes off running. Yep. And Harry and Marv, embarrassedly, yeah. get up and chase after him. But he runs, and he hops on the back of a carriage, and the bandits see a group of kids and assume Kevin is among them, so they're all grabbing kids and grabbing hats, but none of them are Kevin. Yeah. Not even the one that Marv hoists up to face height. Yeah. So six foot four inches off the ground, he just picks up this child. Yeah. He's like, I got him, Harry. No one intervenes. No. Not the adult in charge of this group of None children. of the other kids. The other kids just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> not a single cop. No. No other adult. Not the lady on the, you know, street corner who saw a little kid say thanks and then run away from these two men. Sketchy looking dudes yeah. who then chased him down. Like, nobody helps. So Harry doesn't like that Kevin's out there when they're going to rob something. Mm-hmm. But Marv's like, listen, he doesn't have his house full of stuff to hurt us with. He's just one little lost kid in the park. And kids are scared of the park. There we go. Yep. There's another one. Kids yep. are scared of the dark. Right. Kids are scared of the park. You're scared of the dark too, Marv. <laughs> but Harry's like, you're right. Yep. And so they leave. Yep. Marv steals another hat. Yep. Harry doesn't do anything about it. No, doesn't even notice. And then we see the like carriage that he you know yeah. jumped into going away. And we hear Kevin's voiceover says, Mom, I want to go home. Where are you? Where's his dad? Of course, she's in Miami. Yes. Watching It's a Wonderful Life. But in Spanish this time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kate just looks so super dazed. I read a thing that said that Catherine O'Hara said she just sat at home and practiced her, like, out of it look Aww. for this. <laughs> well, she did great. Yeah. She just looks, yeah, completely shocked. But the phone rings until she kind of snaps out of it and she grabs it and it's the police. They found Kevin. Yeah. He checked into the Plaza Hotel. Yeah. But they don't know exactly where he is. Right. Because he got spooked off once the credit card came up stolen. Right. And Kate says, everyone pack your stuff. We're going to New York. Yeah. And everybody's stoked. And Peter says, I wonder if he would know enough to go to my brother's place. But Kate's like, you said that they were in Paris. Yeah. He says, well, maybe they have a house sitter. And she's like, but you told me they were renovating. I'm like, God, this man is so clueless. (laughs) They are, in fact, renovating. They are. And Kevin has arrived there because it is somehow within walking distance of the Plaza Hotel. Yep. It's a four-story townhouse, uh-huh. a giant dumpster next to it, and one yep. of those big old trash chutes, which yep. I very clearly remembered. Mm-hmm. It is very empty inside. I guess everyone is on Christmas break. Yeah, well, they're back in Paris, I guess. Right, but the house is being renovated, but it's like oh, yeah. mid-everything. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, this uh, is not like renovate there are holes in the floor yeah it just looks like somebody slapdash has destroyed it yeah yeah but kevin yells through the mail slot no one's home so he leaves he walks through the city at night Mm -hmm. he sees some not so friendly looking people who live on the street so he yells for a taxi but the taxi driver is also scary yeah because he gets in the taxi and he says man it's scary out there yeah the taxi driver turns around and says ain't much better in here so Kevin gets out of the taxi and runs away through the park. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a warning. It's it's nice to warn a child that you're terrifying, but also, what the fuck? Yeah. Why are you like this? Why are you like this? So while he's there, he's eating one of his cookies that he got from the hotel, and pigeons start landing near him. Hmm. And he crushes it up and shares it with them, and then more come. And then more. And he's like, how many of you are there? But he says, I only had the one cookie, and you guys ate it, so thanks. All my food's gone. Whatever. And yeah. And then... While he's talking to these pigeons, we see the pigeon lady from before very slowly rise up from behind a rock and just stares at him. Yeah. Like, fucking say something. Kevin, again, screams right in her face. Yeah. Ah! 
(laughs) (laughs) He tries to run away, but his foot is stuck. But she reaches down and she frees him and he takes off running and she doesn't chase him. So he gets a little ways away and he slows down. He stops, turns around and he comes back to talk to her, which is really nice. You know, he did again. We're talking about nobody learned anything. He did learn from his mistake last time. Yeah, because he was like, I always thought Marley was scary and he wasn't. So maybe I'm just assuming that this lady is scary. and Maybe she's not. Yeah. So he says, I'm sorry I screamed in your face. You were just trying to help me, right? And she's she nods. And he says, you must be nice if birds want to hang out with you. Yeah, and she doesn't say anything. Yeah. So he says, am I bothering you? She finally says, no. I'm not a pain in the butt? No. <laughs> she does say it like that. Yeah. No. So he asks more about the birds. You know, will they come back on their own? Do you call them? How do you keep them with you? And she's yeah. like, I'll show you. And she hands him a big handful of bird seed and she's like, toss it. And so he does. And all the birds come fluttering down and gather around and eat it. And it's cute. And he's like, hey, I like talking to you. It's a good time, but it's freezing out here. I would love some hot cocoa and to be somewhere warm. Yeah. It's my treat. You know, can can we find somewhere to go? She says, I know just the place. So they go to a place that I feel like I should know what it is, but I don't. Oh, it's just a big concert hall and a Christmas thing performance yeah, is yeah. going on. I'm, yeah, it's probably the, um, the, the, you know, the place. The one! All I can think of is the Grand Old Opry, and that's in... Yeah, no, that's in Tennessee. Tennessee. Uh, it's Carnegie Hall. Sure. That's the big one, right? I think so. Yeah. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> but so they're way up in the attic. Yeah. Which is cool, because Kevin's, like, hanging out of where the lights are, so you yeah. can see everything way far down below. Um, And, you know, she's just like, man, I've seen so many great people Performances. perform. Here, yeah. You know, Odysseus, Perseus, Theseus... A lot of yeses. <laughs> nice. Thanks. He's like, cool, do you bring your friends up here? And she's like, I don't have any friends. I'm covered in bird shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she explains, you know, people pass me in the street, but they ignore me. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's like, you know what? I can relate. I'm the youngest, and I get ignored in my house. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, everybody wants to be seen and heard. But then Kevin's like, I don't know. Actually, you know what? Sometimes when I get seen and heard, I get in trouble. So maybe it's better to be ignored. I'm not. I'm not so sure. And then the pigeon lady is like, I know we just met, but I'm going to tell you, haha, you know, I wasn't always like this. I used to have a job and a kid and a wife and a house and a mortgage. (laughs) And when I dropped my favorite snacks on the ground, I don't cry about it. Cry about it. But then, yeah, she's like, I, you know, I didn't have any kids, but I wanted them. And then my husband fell out of love with me and left and I was too afraid to ever trust anyone again. Yeah. Kevin says, no offense. That's dumb. (laughs) Full offense. (laughs) And she's like, well, I was afraid to get my heart broken again, uh-huh. you know, so I just hang out with birds, because if you give them food, they'll hang out with you. It's true. There are no trust they issues there. will not break your heart. Yeah. Like, the number of times that Kevin has met a scary old person who then explains their emotional trauma and deepest fears to him is small, but also somehow still too high. Yes. Yeah, and Kevin, of course, again, mm-hmm. makes a 10-year-old's analogy and says... I used to have this really ugly sweater with a bird on it. I mean, <laughs> this rad pair of rollerblades, but I was afraid to wreck them and afraid of jumping ramps on my bike and tree houses. But then I met three books. Wait, no, I was afraid I was going to ruin my rollerblades. So I never wore them. And then one day when I finally decided to wear them, I had outgrown them. Yeah. So I never once got to actually skate in them. Yeah. She says, why am I talking to a 10 year old about this? And why did I expect anything more than a rollerblade analogy? No, she says, skates and feelings are very different. Mm-hmm. He's like, kind of, but also, you know, kind of not. Because if you 
don't use your heart at all and then you go to use it again, you might find that you've outgrown it or it doesn't work right or, you know. You won't be any good at it. Won't be, yeah. Yeah. If you're not using it, what's the point? You might as well try. Yeah. Which is what I tell people when they're like, should I cut my hair short? And I'm like, do you always wear your hair in a ponytail? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, then, yeah, cut it off. You're not using it. What's the fucking point? You're just carrying it around. That is why I've cut my hair off so many times because I'm like, it's always in a ponytail. It's gotta go. (laughs) I'm not using it. Yep. But she's like, you know what? You might be right. Yeah. And he's like, I'm always right, man. <laughs> Didn't you see the first movie? <laughs> but, she, you know, he says, you're so nice. So your heart's definitely still in there and it's not totally, you know, used up or broken. So you should make some friends. And yeah. she's like, maybe I will. Because it's been a few years since I talked to anybody. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you should do it more when you're not covered in bird poop. <laughs> and Brenda Fricker laughs like so genuinely yeah that i'm wondering if she knew if this line was coming or not like yeah. it just sounds so real it sounds like she got caught off guard it's cute yeah yeah and then kevin says i don't care how much people annoy me i'd rather not be alone mm-hmm. and she's like yeah what are you doing by yourself anyway yes. <laughs> she finally gets around to asking yeah are you in trouble yeah and he's like e- yeah uh-huh. yeah and rather than doing anything helpful like calling the police or finding out where his parents are she just says well you know a good deed can undo a bad one yeah just that'll like fix it that show where seth green was a dog right and he's like i don't have time i i would have to do the biggest deed to undo all of the shit that i've done and there's just simply not enough time and she says well you know it's christmas eve good deeds count extra just think of the nicest thing that you can think of mm. and go do that yeah and uh get the fuck out of here and she just sends away this child yeah it's very much like like, the conversation with Marley in the first one where he's like, well, you better be going. Yeah. At least Marley didn't know that he was alone. Right. They ran into each other inside of a church. It was a very reasonable place for him to be. So abruptly, yes. though, both conversations. Oh, yeah. We're like, okay, bye. All right, bye. We got our emotions out of the way. See ya. This one, she ran into him in the middle of Central Park, trapped under a log, like, by himself. Yeah. On Christmas she Eve. heard him eating a cookie and being like, well, that's all my food. Yeah. Something is wrong. <laughs> she doesn't care. Do something. She does not care. She, she is. doesn't trust anyone. She had her heart broken, okay? I guess. But on his way out, uh, he looks at her because, you know, she's like, people leave you behind. And he says, I don't think anybody, like earlier, he had said, I don't think anybody means to forget people. They just forget to remember. Right. And... He looks at her and says, if you need someone to trust, it can be me. I won't forget to remember you. And she says, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. And he's like, fair. And then he leaves. (laughs) (laughs) And heads to the children's hospital. Yeah. Which is also within walking distance. Yep. He waves to a little kid in the hospital window and then remembers Mr. Duncan saying that all the money is going there. And that Marv said that they were going to rob the toy store. Yeah. So Kevin is like, well, shit, I can't let them do that. I gotta save the children. Yeah. I gotta do the good deed. He says, you don't mess with kids. Not on Christmas. And so he runs- Any other time, though. Yeah, fuck him. He runs back to his Uncle Rob and Aunt Georgette's townhouse. Climbs up the trash chute into the house. Draws another map slash plan and starts setting up the booby traps. It is on bandits. So we see Kevin. He's got his plan in place. And then he leaves the townhouse and heads down the street with what looks like a large can of kerosene. And it wouldn't plank <laughs> under one arm. It is a large can of kerosene. It's labeled kerosene. Yeah. Well, it's just, <laughs> it's empty. Oh. But we don't know that yet. Yeah. You're right. It's labeled kerosene. <laughs> and then we're back to the pl- Plaza Hotel, which is exciting because I was um, in that moment just thinking like, man, Tim Curry is so good in this movie. I'm sad that we never see him again. 
And then there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's back. Because the entire McAllister family has shown up to the Plaza Hotel. And, you know, he's like, of course you're being booked into the penthouse suite overlooking Central Park. We are so sorry for everything <laughs> that has mm-hmm. happened. Um, and he's like trying to talk it up. He's like, the so-and-so, so-and-so just vacated it. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You're an idiot. Who lets a child check into a hotel by himself? Yeah. She's like, well, he had a very convincing story. <laughs> yeah. And Peter is like, listen, I'm going to go to the police station. Kate, you go up to the room. But she's like, no, I'm going out to look for our son. Mm-hmm. If Kevin can do it, I can do it. And no no mugger or murderer would dare mess with me. Yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry, like, tries to protest. Yeah, he says something like, uh, no offense, ma'am, but he's a very small boy in a very big city. Yeah. And she just looks at him. Yeah. She slaps him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then she just slaps him. Yeah, that's and the part. And he says, do bundle up. It's awfully cold outside. <laughs> and then he looks very much like he's trying not to cry. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. So, it's midnight. Yes. Kevin has made it to Toy Duncan's chest, where mm-hmm. a cop has just checked that the doors are securely locked, though the entire front of the building is made of glass. Yep. Inside, Harry and Marv are emerging from their very tiny houses, way before it was trendy, and creeping <laughs> through the store. They go to the register and open it, crowbars up, ding, Blink. and commence to steal. Mm-hmm. Harry Mary. says to himself, Merry Christmas, Harry. Yes. And Marv says, Happy Hanukkah, Marv! <laughs> And they are just very unorganizedly stuffing cash. Oh, this, it bothers me. I'm like, look, you got time? Stacks. Yeah, you have so much time. And like, you can fit more. Maybe don't take the ones. I can see there are 20s in there. Like, just get the big bills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But Marv says, it's incredible. We've got all this money. We're on the lamb and no one knows about it. Uh huh. But guess what? What? Someone knows about it. His name's Kevin McAllister. Never heard of him. He lives. In Chicago. Um, <laughs> no, but he's there. He's setting up He's setting up a fucking seesaw. Yeah. Outside the front window uh-huh. with a bucket and a plank that he yeah. just carried from, you know. Yeah. I guess aunt, it's an uncle's house. Giant can of kerosene that right, he's right. carrying. And he knocks on the window. Mm-hmm. Snaps their picture with the Polaroid camera. Yeah. Which twice. He has the flash on. Yeah. And, and I'm like, all you're going to get window. is the window <laughs> yourself. Yeah. Maybe. And then he chucks a rock with a note tied to it through Uh the window to set off the alarm. I think it's a brick. It might be. It's like a chunk of, yeah. Chunk of something big. But uh, he says, this is it. No turning back now. This is it. Don't get scared now. Yeah. Uh Another Christmas in the trenches. Yep. Yeah. And he definitely could have just called the police this time. Yep. Because, you know, Harry and Marv (laughs) think that he's lost in the park, that nobody knows their crimes. He could have just gone to a police station and been like there are men robbing this toy store right now yeah i I walked past it and saw it and i took a picture oh i have this tape that says they're gonna do it yes and yeah so but no instead he throws a rock through the window or a brick whatever yeah he because he wants to hurt these men right yeah Yeah. before again like you know before it was just defending his own home right this is he could have yeah avoided all the booby traps i think maybe that comes from the pigeon lady telling him that he needed to do a good deed to undo his bad deed. But so he thinks that he has to do this. Would have been enough. Oh yeah, but I think he has in his mind been it has like, to be really big. I have to do like I have to do this. Yeah. To make up for the all the bad that I've done, which he didn't do anything bad. No, he did not. But it's fine anyway. Harry takes off running after him. 
mm-hmm. lands on one half of the seesaw, mm-hmm. tries to warn Marv, but of course, doesn't work. No. Marv lands perfectly on the other half and yep. sends Harry flying into the air. Yes. And he crushes a car. Yes. <laughs> Classic. Kevin hollers at them to smile, and Marv does. He does, and big. <laughs> he gets his face down near Harry's and, like, smile. thumbs up and yeah. smiles. Um, and he takes another picture of them, takes off running, and they chase him. Meanwhile, Kate is knocking on the door of 51 West 95th Street. These addresses sound fake. Uh-huh. Which is where, you know, the other McAllisters are supposed to be. Yes. But, of course, no one is home. Yep. Then we see Kevin running down the street, and he makes it to the townhouse, but doesn't see his mom because she just got in a taxi to go to Times Square. Fucking hate that. I know. He goes in the dumpster, climbs up the trash chute. Yeah, he could have just unlocked the door the first time he was in there, but okay. He could but well, but then we realize that he's, like, fucked with the doorknobs again. So oh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to touch them. Yeah. And he makes it all the way to the roof. So, Harry and Marv have arrived. They manage to not lose him, and... Kevin calls down to them from the rooftops, you know, I'm up here, yeah, horse's ass. But <laughs> yes. Harry's like, listen, we underestimated him last time and we're not going to do it again. But mm-hmm. Marv tries to make, you know, the same argument. This isn't his house. He's just lost in New York. Like, right. He's a scared kid. Yeah. He doesn't have like all the time and the preparation, whatever. He, They don't know that he can get into this house yet. Yeah. But Harry's like, why don't you shut up and let me do the thinking? Yeah. So he yells up mm-hmm. and he says, Sonny, nothing would please me more greatly than to shoot you. <laughs> We're in a hurry, so I'll make a deal with you. Throw down your camera, <laughs> and we won't hurt you. Yeah. Which I'm like, it's the pictures that you want. Yeah, it's a They're Polaroid. Not, it's not a digital camera. They're yeah, not, this is 1992. He has to snap. But anyway. Yeah. But Kevin's like, do you promise? Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Just, nudge, nudge, wink. Right. We promise. Just throw it down to us. Uh-huh. So, Instead of a camera. Yeah. What does Kevin throw? A brick. Perfect. It hits Marv straight in the head and kills him instantly. Brains, blood, all over the sidewalk. Yep. Neat. Just kidding. Uh, Harry is like, what the fuck? We had a deal. (laughs) (laughs) He says, okay, kid. You want to throw bricks? Go ahead. Throw another. (laughs) Which he does. He does. And Harry dodges it. Yeah. And it hits Marv because he's still on the ground from the first one. Uh Uh-huh. And this happens a lot. It keeps happening. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's a little bit where Kevin acts like he doesn't have any more. And so, like, Harry turns around to talk to Marv, and Marv is pointing, doing uh-huh. the thing, where he's like, <laughs> But he he can't talk because his brain is soup. So. <laughs> yep. He gets, uh, Harry gets hit in the head with, uh, one more brick. Yeah. No, Marv gets hit in the face. Yeah. With one more brick. Yeah. Poor Marv. I know. So anyway, Harry says, that's it. Nobody throws bricks at me and gets away with it. And then he kicks Marv and tells him to go to the front and he's going around back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Marv cannot see straight. He's just like, Harry, Harry, it's looking off into the middle distance because he's a brain damage. It's kind of not funny. It's not. He's dead now. So anyway, that Kevin one's too much. runs down the stairs into the townhouse. Yeah. Marv finally gets up, but he is struggling. He, like, stumbles his way up the stairs, does, like, a silly, crooked little dance, grabs the front doorknob, and just yanks the whole knob out. God, and it's attached to string, which he just pulls. He just keeps pulling. Pulling, 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 pulling. He finally gets to the end. We see the inside. It's tied around a staple gun. So he's still pulling, which I'm like, give it up. It can't be attached to anything. It's clearly a trick. Yeah. 
you idiot. God. This is not how doors work, so... What do you think is going to happen? Just let it go. But he's dumb and determined. And he's got a lot of brain damage. To see it through. That is true. We can yeah. forgive him this one. So he finally gets to the end. He yanks real hard on it and gets a staple shot right into his butt. <laughs> right into his butt. Well, I was trying to like, wouldn't it be in his front first? But he kind of he gets turned he turns around, around for some so reason. that he can like get more leverage. Oh, he like, on puts it. it under his leg and yeah. like yanks it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he gets a, sh- a staple shot into his butt. Mm. He turns around, which pulls on the rope some more. Gets shot in the dick. And then he falls to his knees and gets shot in the nose. Yeah. Which, ah. Uh, the, the, it like slows down yeah. to show the staple go into like the side of his nose, which yeah. is just like, ooh. I know. It's unnecessary. And I, I don't, don't like, like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry, meanwhile, has found his way around the back, cursing the whole time in his Joe Pesci way. Yes. He <laughs> sees an open window and a fire escape. So he's like, ooh, I'm going to jump from here to the fire escape mm. and then climb through the window he climbs up on some stuff to jump and he does but the fire escape rungs are covered in green slime mm-hmm. he falls down lands on his back and the slime hits him in the face i knew that there was like green goop and yeah. i couldn't remember why uh-huh yeah here it is i was like why is there just green goop in my brain <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's, that's just, just my brain, brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so marv has pulled the staple out of his nose uh-huh and out of his Front butt and back butt. <laughs> and he kicks the door in. Yep. He looks around, doesn't see anything. Uh-huh. Including that there's just no floor yeah. directly in front of him. Yeah. He says, Harry, I have reached the top. Mm-hmm. And then just falls into all the way down to the basement. Because yep. there's there's no floor. There's no floor. There's like a lot of no floor. There's a, there's a lot of no floor, yeah. So then we see Harry, who goes up the back steps, which I'm like... There were steps. You're trying to take this, like, acrobatic leap from a pile of junk onto a fire escape and climb through a window when there was a back stairway the whole time. there were steps. Whatever. Yeah. He climbs up them, and Kevin, we see, is inside, right on the other side of the door, and pulls taut a rope. Yes. So then Harry tests the doorknob for the heat. He did learn that. Finds it cool. Opens it. As soon as he does, the string pulls open a duffel bag, which dumps just a bunch of wrenches and shit on his head. Ugh. And he's dead. And now he's dead. Uh, Marv stands up, mm-hmm. <laughs> cracks his back, and says, Wow! What a hole! <laughs> yep. And then he just starts walking for the stairs, like, guess. Yeah. But he slips on a huge puddle of green slime. So this gave me flashbacks, because I will never forget... Again, another embarrassing moment from high school. Yeah. When it was raining outside and I uh I had driven, so I was you know, I was old enough to drive to school. But I was wearing flip flops that day and I walked into school and my flip flops were wet and mm. there weren't any like rugs mm-hmm. like right inside the door, so it was just like <laughs> oh, no. lobby floor. <laughs> yeah. And my wet flip flops and I did this yeah. for like too long. <laughs> I did the like squish, 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 squish. And then I was okay. And then I tried to move again and I was like squish, 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 squish. It took me like four tries to get anywhere. <laughs> and everyone was just standing around like not saying anything. <laughs> like, are they going to make it? I did make it. I did not fall down. Well, good. Yes. <laughs> uh, unfortunately for Marv, he does fall down. He does. And then for some reason, rockets across <laughs> the floor. Yeah. Crashes into a shelf full of paint cans. Mm-hmm. 
that are just open. Yep. And they all fall on him. Yeah. Yeah. Jumanji stole that. This this house is from Jumanji. This house looks like the Jumanji house after it has been <laughs> ravaged. And <laughs> the, the after fucking construction crew is like halfway there. Yeah. We're doing great. <laughs> yeah. So Harry has made it into the house. Yeah. He's the other thing too is just like all of these lights are like on pull cords. Yeah. I'm like, would they not have light switches, light switches? at any point? They're truly Never. just yeah. You'd have to rearrange the electricity. I don't fucking get it. Anyway, <laughs> but he is turning them all on and flinching after each one, which is funny. Yeah, he's waiting for he's, something to fall or yeah. like a fire to start. Yeah. Yeah. Then we see Marv. He's covered in paint and mad about it. Yeah, and he's like choking on it a little too, which makes me kind of uncomfortable. He gets himself free of the shelf, wipes his face with a whole roll of paper towel. Like he doesn't pull <laughs> paper towels off the roll. He just picks the roll up and squishes it across his face. But then he sees a sink. And again, like, Kevin is waiting, and he turns on, I don't know what you call this piece of machinery, but it's, like, got electricity running through it. Like, we see it's his ACDC on the front, and, like... Yeah, I don't well, know, you know what it's for. Yeah, just runs currents through things, I don't know. And yeah. he's got, like, jumper cables hooked to it, and they're connected to... Maybe it is one of those things that you charge your car battery with. Maybe. It's pretty you can big. keep it home. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. It's electrified the sink handles yeah so marv turns goes to turn them on and gets electrocuted D- like so aggressively like electrocuted uncomfortably electrocuted yes a lot of some people don't know that technically the definition of the word like you can't say oh i was electrocuted but i was fine electrocuted means you died oh like drowned yeah yeah same thing you with drowned. Yeah, yeah you can't you can nearly drown right but you can't like oh i drowned I, you know, whatever. Yeah, Same no, thing with yeah. electrocuted. You cannot, if you were electrocuted, you died. Right. So you, you can, can be, be nearly electrocuted. You can be shocked. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, uh, he does get Mark electrocuted. Gets fucking electrocuted. Yeah. We see his bones. Yeah. He turns into a skeleton with an afro. His bones. And also, like, while this is happening, Marv is also in pain. Yeah, he's like he's already in pain. He's screaming. We can see the electricity running through him. Kevin turns up the power and doesn't make a face about it. No. It's weird. It's not like a cutesy moment. This is just like... Yeah. He's trying to torture these people. This is... Yeah. This is Christmas Saw. Like... (laughs) (laughs) This is... We've covered Candy Saw, and now we have Christmas Saw. This is Christmas Saw. Like, this is... This is uh, The Collector, but like for a teeny child. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fucked up. Yeah, he is going out of his way to torture these people. Yeah. Then we see Harry, who is feeling a little more confident because none of these light bulbs have done anything yet. So right. he's like, okay, I guess light bulbs aren't the thing this time around or whatever. Yep. Um, so he's turning them on with a little more, like, he's not really paying attention. He's just turning them on. Mm. And he walks into a room and pulls another light bulb cord. And this one lights his head on fire. Yeah, and he does not react for a while again. Right. He probably still doesn't have a lot of feeling in That's his true. skull. Uh-huh. Uh, and he goes to turn on the sink so that he can put his head out. Mm-hmm. Like Hades. <laughs> oh, wait. Whoa. Oh, hey. Uh, is my head on fire? But no water comes out. So he looks and the toilet is full of what he thinks is water. Mm-hmm. So he does a headstand. Yeah. And handstand, like, I guess. Ha- yeah, handstand. And 
dips his head into the toilet. Yeah, it's a it's an impressive feat of acrobatics because he he doesn't just kneel down or stand in front of it and dunk his head. He puts one hand on either side of it and then like whoop like a whole ass handstand. Yeah, this is definitely a stuntman. And oh, for sure. <laughs> And then dips his head in, and then we see the outside of the townhouse, and there's an explosion. Yes, because it was kerosene, not water. Uh-huh. And then we cut back inside, and Harry's hat is almost completely gone, and his face is covered in soot. That's all that happens when you stick your head in explosive kerosene. It's fine. You lose a hat. Yeah. Your face gets dirty. Yeah. It's okay. Also, the house is still, like, structurally sound, even yeah. though we saw an explosion big enough to see it from the street. And it's held together with two toothpicks and some duct tape. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of green slime. <laughs> Marv is gingerly making his way through the basement looking for his skeleton. Mm -hmm. He sees a rope hanging from a few stories up and gives it a gentle tug. Yeah, just gives it a couple of test yanks. And, and... uh, since it doesn't come crashing down, yeah, he's like, oh, okay. I guess it's fine. But we see mm -hmm. that it is attached to a 100-pound bag of plaster. Yeah. But Marv's like, it's fine. It can hold my weight. It's great. He yells. I'm, I'm coming, coming up. up. He's got to stop doing that. Yep. And then he jumps high up on the rope. And it, of course, yanks the bag of plaster down. And it falls on his head. He says, I'm going to murder that kid. He's dead. A hundred pounds from three stories up? Yeah. He's dead. His he neck is broken. At his, the very least, he is paralyzed. His spine has, like... <laughs> been compressed. telescoped <laughs> it just like <laughs> inside of itself he collapsed. was long slinky <laughs> tiny slinky <laughs> so he and harry now. are the same height now oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh and then we see him building this like wobbly stack of shit to a hole in the first floor because yeah. the stairs are unusable or maybe gone i don't know the renovators here were just like a couple of bulls <laughs> And he makes it about halfway up, but he falls down. But his arms are, like, up. So he's, like, left hanging on the yeah. sledge. And he sees Kevin and he yells at him. And Kevin says, don't you know a kid always wins against two idiots? Which mm. I was like, that's just, it's just mean. Yeah. You know, like, all of this one, the first one was so lighthearted. Yeah. And this one all just seems mean. Yeah, and all he had to do, I understand him stopping them from robbing the toy store. Yeah, absolutely. He, he should have He didn't have to that. do any of this. No, none yeah. of this is necessary. But... Marv's like, Harry, get him. He's going up the stairs. And so Kevin climbs up a ladder that we saw him earlier in his montage. He was weakening with a saw. Yeah. And so it can hold Kevin's weight. But when Harry tries to chase him, it snaps. Harry falls all the way down on yeah, his face. He falls again. More brain damage. Mm -hmm. Kevin yells down and says, hey, why don't you try the stairs? And Marv is like, oh, good idea. <laughs> so they run over there. But Harry remembers what happened last time right? with the paint can. So he pretends to go up the stairs. He, like, makes the foot stompy noise. Mm -hmm. And Kevin throws a paint can down. Yeah. And it misses. Yeah. But they make noises like they've been hit. Oh, wow. Right in the kisser. <laughs> My schnoz. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then Marv pretends to go up. So he throws another can. Mm -hmm. They avoid both of them. Mm -hmm. And Harry's like, all right, that's both paint cans. We can go now. Yeah. And run up the stairs together. Yes. But Kevin has also... Tied a length of heavy pipe to the railing. Uh huh. Just a big, yeah, like cast he iron. Has a hard time lifting it up. Like, yeah, like hoisting it to throw. Plumbing pipe. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, and he throws that down, and yeah. it takes them both out at once. Yep. 
they get knocked off the stairs and fall all the way through the hole in the ground into the basement. And then Kevin cuts the strings and it bounces down the stairs onto them. Yep. So Harry and Marv had made have made another pile of junk get to the first floor. And Kevin taunts them from the second floor. He's like, I'm up here, you idiots. Mm-hmm. They take off running for him. You better say every prayer you ever heard. Yeah. Marv says, I hope your parents got you a tombstone for Christmas. <laughs> but I was so tired at this point. It's <laughs> very funny. That I wrote, and I knew what was coming next. Yeah. That I wrote, I hope your parents got you a tool chest for Christmas, <laughs> which is just nice. It just sounds nice. <laughs> I hope your parents got you some thoughtful and useful gifts. Yeah, for 10 year olds. Yeah, what he said was a tombstone. Yes. So they make it to the second floor. We see Kevin running up the stairs, pulling a rope behind him. That puts the doorknob in place. Mm -hmm. He ties it to a huge tombstone. I mean, tool chest. (laughs) And then he says, I'm up here and I'm really scared. Yeah. And so they try the doorknob. Right. Which comes away in Harry's hand. Yanks the tool chest down the stairs. They stay and listen. They like put their ears against the door and they're like, what's that sound? Yeah. And we get a couple shots cut back and forth between them looking confused, pressing their ears to the door. And then this tool chest bouncing down the stairs. (laughs) And then it hits them. Yeah, so hard that it just takes the door off of its hinges and slides them across the floor into a wall and they get smushed. And we see Marv say, that was the sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs. (laughs) That's the funniest part of the movie. It is funny. I I hate that they're getting hurt an unrealistic amount, but just him so seriously with his face squished sideways. (laughs) That was the sound of a tool chest. (laughs) Right. And Harry doesn't even get mad at him. He just goes, ah. And then they (laughs) tweak their noses back into place. So yeah, like again, it would be this one scene, if it were more like this, it would be more fun. Yeah. Because the fact that Harry doesn't get mad at Marv for answering this very obvious question, which he very easily could, but he's just like, oh. Um, (laughs) However, watching this tool chest bounce down the stairs made me very uncomfortable and I'm not sure why. It kind of reminded me of the scene in Brave Little Toaster when the air conditioner goes out. Yeah. It like felt uh, anthropomorphized in a way. Like it looked like a monster. Not just like a tool chest. Yeah, like it's walking down. I don't know. It's just so... It's unsettling. It is. I really don't like it. Like with its drawers coming out and like all the tools bouncing out i don't know yeah. i just really didn't like it and it takes way too long it does take a very long time I just, I don't know. unsettling yeah but kevin has made it up to the roof mm-hmm. he throws a rope over the side and he's gonna climb down yeah it's anchored tight he's feeling good he starts to repel he does look down and freak himself out yeah harry is headed up that way and he says i don't care if i get the chair i'm killing that kid which dark yikes yeah so the sticky bandits have made it to the roof, but they don't see Kevin. Mm-mm. And this is when he yells, I'm down here, you big horse's ass. Yeah, just so like they go look. the first movie. Mm-hmm. They look over the edge, they see him on the ground, and they start chucking bricks at him, but he dodges all of them. And Harry is like, all right, we're going over, you know, we're not, like in the first movie, we're not going back through that fun house of horrors. We're just going down the way that he just got down. Honestly. Because it's safe. This time, yeah, I don't think there's really a safe way out of this house. No. It wouldn't be safe to get out of this house if there weren't booby traps. No. <laughs> like it the hole in the nightmare. floor that Marv falls through in the beginning isn't even a booby trap. It's just there. That's true. It's yeah. just a hole. He doesn't yeah. try to cover it up or anything. He just... Yeah. 
like the first movie where Marv finds an entrance and doesn't look down. He just looks straight across and goes, oh, I'm good. And then steps on some ornaments. Yep. Steps in a hole. So he just knows. But yeah, it's just a hole. What a hole. (laughs) (laughs) So they start also going over the edge. Harry is like fine with it. He's like, come on, let's go down. But again, like in the first one, Marv is afraid of heights. He's whimpering the whole time, crying about it. On their way down, Marv asks Harry if he's wearing aftershave. But Harry's like, no, idiot, that's kerosene. The rope is soaked in it. Yeah. And Marv just goes, <laughs> why would somebody soak a rope in kerosene? And then Kevin lights the rope on fire. Yeah. And they try to climb back up. Mm-hmm. But they can't. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Yeah. Because he's like trying to put his feet on the rope, but he can't because it's on fire. And then yeah. they climb up to the same spot in the rope because they're both very scared. And then they both fall. Yeah. Three stories. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, they, yeah, they just crash all the way down. And then a bunch of cans of varnish fall on them. Sure, So why they're not? very sticky. Yeah. A paint can falling on you from three stories would also just kill you. Yeah, those might not be from so far, because they crash through, like, some scaffolding, oh, yeah, like, on floor level, but uh, they're dead so much long, like, so long ago. Anyway, Kevin runs to a payphone, calls 911. Finally. He, he tells... He- he tells the dispatch that two guys who robbed Duncan's toy chest are in Central Park. Look for fireworks and hurry because they have a gun. He taunts the bandits again. Better come get me before I call the cops. Right. And then he takes off running across the street towards Central Park. Nearly gets hit by a bus. Yeah, he does not look before he crosses the it's street. It's very scary. But then he slips on some very obvious ice. Yeah. Like it's, there's no other ice around. Yeah. And it's just a giant white patch. Yeah. King of booby traps? You didn't see this ice? Maybe he thought it was snow that he could just. There's no other snow around. Well, yeah, and ice doesn't look like this. Anyway, he does a whole flip. Whoop! Lands on his flat on his back. Yeah, probably knocks the air out of him. Yeah, the bandits grab him by the shoulders, hoist him up, and decide to take him for a walk in the park. How convenient! They didn't drag him down an alley and beat the shit out of him, or like you know, kids are scared of the park. Any other direction they go to the park? Yeah. That's where they were going anyway. I guess. Anyway, while they're there, Harry goes through Kevin's pockets and finds the pictures that he took. Mm -hmm. Tosses his bag aside and then pulls a very sticky gun out of his pocket. See, this is the part I remembered. I was like, they have a gun, but they can't shoot it because it's covered in goop, but I don't know why. Yeah, well, because they got like 80 gallons of varnish poured on them just now. So they're very sticky. Uh, He's threatening Kevin, and Marv looks around and notices that a lot of pigeons are gathering. Like an unsettling amount of pigeons. Yeah. He tries to warn Harry, but of course Harry's not listening. And then the pigeon lady walks up and says, Kevin, run! And she tosses an entire bucket of birdseed onto the already very sticky bandits. (laughs) Ha ha! They're sticky bandits! What? Diggy bandits! Wow! So the pigeons descend on them and knock them to the ground. Marv is screaming his spider scream. <laughs> Harry is cursing up a blue streak, and the pigeon lady is cackling yes. comfortingly. Kevin says, comfortingly. Bye! Lights off his fireworks and takes off running. Yep. The cops arrive, shoot their gun into the air. Mm-hmm. That scares the pigeons off. Mm-hmm. The fireworks did not for some reason. Yeah, or the screaming in their ear. Yeah, two of the cops grab Harry and Marv while the other. While the two others look in their bag, the money is gone. In its place is a Polaroid of the two men and a tape labeled, Bad Guys Saying They'll Kill Me. Yeah. <laughs> Helpful. 
Kevin is watching from a ways away, just mm-hmm. like before. Yeah. This little trouble- troublemaker face. Yeah. Marv just straight up tells them the plan and confesses to everything. Yep. Can't spell sticky. No, they're dragging him away. And he's like, make sure we're, we're not the wet bandits anymore. We're the sticky bandits. And he's trying to spell it for them. But he cannot. It's a hard word. It's too many letters. Yeah. So then we see the detectives who are at Duncan's toy chest. They've recovered all the money. I don't know when Kevin had time to take it back to the toy store, but he did. Uh, you know, one detective is saying to the other guy, we've recovered, or maybe it's not in the toy store. He just says, we've recovered the money yeah. and apprehended the thieves. I'm not sure where it was, but that's not Everything's fine. That's what's, Everything that's is what fine. is important. And then one of them finds the note that Kevin tied around the brick where he signed with his full name. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, sorry, I had to break your window, but, you know, it was for a good cause, whatever, whatever. Um, Thank you for the turtle doves. Yes. So Mr. Duncan knows. Oh, the tur- turtle doves. It was that kid that I saw earlier. Yeah. How adorable. I remember. And then Times Square. <laughs> More like time for me to cry. Great. <sighs> Get ready. Okay. So Kate is basically just running through the streets asking anyone if they've seen her son. Yeah. She ends up knocking on the window of a cop car. And shows them a picture of him. Mm-hmm. He's been missing for two days. Have you filed a report? Of course I have. Then trust us. Let us do our job, he says, as he's sitting comfortably in his warm car eating a donut. Right, doing nothing. And she says, yeah, but I'm his mother. Mm-hmm. And the cop's like, I know, but it's a huge city and he's just one little kid. Yeah. Which, discouraging. Yeah. And she says, do you have kids? Right. Classic line. And he says, yes. Yes. And she says, what would you do if you were me? Yeah. And he has to agree, you know, like, I would probably be doing the same thing. Right. So, so then, th- this is, like, the first smart thing that's, you know, he's like, this is the most helpful thing that anybody has done, I think. Yeah. She's like, he says, you know, put yourself in your kid's shoes. Where would he be in this situation? Yeah. And she says, oh, if it were me, I'd be dead in a ditch somewhere. But not Kevin. Kevin is so smart, and he's so brave, and I know that he's fine. He's so much smarter and braver than I am. I know he's fine. But- He's alone in a big city, and he's a little kid, and he doesn't deserve that. He deserves to be at home with his family around the Christmas tree. So I'm I'm just already crying at this point. Like, <laughs> it just fucking got me. <laughs> but she says, wait a minute. Christmas trees. I know where Kevin is. I have to go to Rockefeller Center right now. And the cop's like, hop in. We'll give you a ride. Hop in, lady. Yep. Thanks. So she gets in the car and he drives her to Rockefeller Center where the biggest tree is all lit up and Kevin is standing there talking to it and he says, I know I don't deserve Christmas even though I did a good deed. I know it wasn't enough to undo all of the bad things that I did, Yeah, but I don't want any presents. I just want to see my family again and I take back every mean thing I ever said about them, even if they don't take it back about me. Yeah. I don't care. So sweet. I love all of them, even Buzz. And if it isn't possible for me to see all of them again, can I just see my mom, even for just a little bit, just so I can tell her that I'm sorry? He didn't even do anything wrong. Well, he did steal a credit card. <laughs> so he could survive. Yeah, I mean, true. sure, it's he not... didn't have to go to the Plaza Hotel that is expensive, but he's 10 years old. Right. He saw it on TV. He went to it. Yeah. he did. I know, but he also, you know... No, I just... Probably thinks of his own crimes as a lot bigger than they are. Or his for sure. his own misgivings. But that just makes me feel like his family makes him feel bad for the shit that he they does. They definitely do. That are just, like, things that kids do. A hundred percent. Yeah. But then Kate runs up and she sees Kevin across the way from behind. And she's like, Kevin? And he turns around and there she is. And he goes, he goes wow, that worked fast. <laughs> but 
she runs up to him and he says that he's sorry and she says that she's sorry and they hug and he says how did you know i was here she said well i know you and christmas trees and this was the biggest one around and i am a mess at this point i mean i can't (sighs) can't take reunions and people saying that they're sorry you know it's just so sweet the relief that she must be feeling you know yeah the aforementioned like who knows where the fuck my son is yeah any, he could be him. anywhere yeah yeah and it's also really sweet because she finds him because she knows him yeah you know she yeah. does know something about him and she uses that to help find him it's not just an accident right yeah um so that makes it really nice that is sweet yeah. so back at the hotel we see Tons of presents being loaded up on carts outside in the snow. Mm-hmm. The whole McAllister clan is asleep in the suite with Fuller in the big bed by himself and everyone else is sleeping on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> but he wakes up. He says, holy smokes, it's morning. Yeah. But Kevin says, Fuller, don't get your hopes up. Santa doesn't visit hotels. Right. But Fuller, his brother in real life, uh-huh. mm-hmm, says, don't be ridiculous. He goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they run upstairs. Because there is an upstairs oh, yeah, this in the suite. suite. Yeah. It's an apartment. <laughs> yeah. And the living room of their suite is full of presents and a huge tree and lots of Christmas decorations. Yeah. And Buzz is cool for like one second. Yeah. Because he's like, they all get excited and they're all like reaching for presents. And Buzz is like, hey, we're here because of Kevin. Yeah. So Kevin should get to open the first present. Yeah. And he tosses one to him, which is really nice. Are, are they labeled? Because like the presents came from duncan's toy chest right but like he doesn't know how many people are in kevin's family or what their names are or what they want i mean maybe he found out somehow i guess maybe he called kevin's mom yeah. to thank her i don't know who knows but he does not open his present nope because he sees the turtle dove ornaments on the tree and he sneaks off yeah again by without himself telling anyone where he's going when they just fucking found him mm-hmm. He's like, don't worry, Mom, I'll be right back. I'm just going to run to Central Park by myself in New York City. I mean, yeah, they wouldn't let him go, but, like... He still shouldn't have done it. He shouldn't have done it. Anyway, he runs all the way to the park, sees the pigeon lady. Yeah. Follows the trail of pigeon poop to the pigeon lady (laughs) and says, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Gives her one of the turtle doves. Yeah. And says, as long as we each have one, we'll be friends forever. Yes. So he won't forget to remember her. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> She's like, Merry Christmas, Kevin. So while he's out doing that, Cedric arrives at the room with the room service bill for Kevin. Mm-hmm. At first, I was Buzz like, hands him chewed gum. Oh yeah, takes it out of his mouth. Yeah. Um. But yes, he he has the room service bill, and uh-huh. we hear all the way from Central Park, yeah, from the Plaza Hotel, yeah, Kevin. <laughs> You spent $967 on room service! Honestly, that doesn't seem like that much. It really like, doesn't. Like, in the moment, I was like, $967? But in that, adjusted for inflation. In that hotel, too. Right. It is. He did spend $1,916 on room service. So, that's interesting. He was there for two days? Yeah, not very long. Yeah. He did get a limo and a pizza, though. That pizza is probably like $800. Right? And the, uh, the fucking ice cream The ice bar. cream, yeah. So, he got so much shit. Yeah. Um, he got his... Boxer shorts pressed. You know, he got a lot of things. <laughs> he grabbed true. a bunch of shit out of the, like... The mini fridge. I do think it's interesting that they, like, gave them the penthouse suite for free because they yeah. fucked up so bad, but they're still going to charge him room service. Yeah. But anyway, um, 
when you go to Google it and you type $967, it autofills it with in 1992, nice. <laughs> which is really nice. And if you go and look at like the trend, there's a spike in that search every December. Oh, because everybody wants to know. Yeah. 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 That's which cute. I think is very funny. Haha, the um, end. That's it, the end. So, replay? Rewind? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love it. I still love it. I do too. I think we were talking about this a little bit, but like, I think one of the biggest things, not only are like the booby traps that he sets like more intense and more fatal than they were in the first movie. Yeah. Um, the setting, like their townhouse is so industrial and like yeah. sad and, and like dark. In yeah. his house, there's like carpet and the lights are on and everything's and still... decorated for yeah, Christmas. Yeah, decorated for Christmas. Yeah. And so just that like just makes it seem so much more intense in the second and, movie. Yeah. And the house is even like cozy. Right. Yeah. It's warm and he there's a sense of like security. There's yeah. no security in that second one it's but there's just there's no floor yeah. there's nothing it's fucked up <laughs> so i don't know that that also makes it more intense you know i think he could have like ramped up the yeah just because they did both of them because they ramped up the intensity of the booby traps and because of the setting i think it yeah. just makes it seem so much more dark i know i i just feel like they could have gone so many other ways with it like i don't i do think that a second movie is okay you know like yeah. i don't think that they shouldn't have made a sequel. I just wish they, yeah, would have yeah. thought of a different way to do it. Yeah, and I mean, even the ham-fisted, like, connection with the bandits being back, where yeah, like, that's they just fine. happened to be in New York, that's fine. Whatever, yeah. you know. But I can I let know, that go. If, if he'd have made use of the toy store, even, you know, it would yeah. have been just like... That would have been cool. Yeah, if he somehow got stuck in it, too, and they came yeah. in and he was like, I have to defend this place, and they're just... Like, if he heard their plan to stay in, so he also hid in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the first one has a lot... They set up a lot of things where it's like, there are no other options. The mm. phone lines don't work, so he can't call the police. Yeah. You know, a cop does come over and check, and it's like, there's just... The adults fail him, like, time yes. and time again. And so yeah. he's like, his little eight-year-old brain, you can see where it's like, this is my only option, I'm defending my house. Yes. He made... <laughs> very serious choices to torture these men in this movie and so it's just a lot more intense and i think it could have been a little bit different but yeah still great still great um still made you cry it made me cry a whole lot made me cry more (laughs) than the first one so yeah definitely still great uh it came out november 20th 1992 it's very interesting because the movies came out two years apart Mm -hmm. but in this one they keep saying well last year this happened last year so it's just kind of interesting. Yeah. But they also say, oh, he's 10. And in the first one, they said, well, he's eight. I guess it so depends on really when his birthday is. Paying attention to No, that. yeah, it would still have to be. Yeah. Um, It had a budget of $28 million. It made $359 million. Oh, dang. So it did pretty fucking good. Yeah. I mean, not as good as the first one, but still good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Also, it only has a 34% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, fucking wild, dude. I what don't understand. Fuck? It's not that bad. Yeah. Uh, the only interesting trivia that I had about it is there's not a whole lot. There's like a ton of information about the first movie yeah. on the internet. There's not so much about this one. Well, because I feel like there are less questions about this. Like the first yeah. one, you're like, would that kill them? This yeah. one, you're like, they're dead. <laughs> oh, it for sure would. They're all dead. Yeah. Everyone's dead. Yep. <laughs> None of this makes they, logical sense. They would all die. Yeah. It's fun to watch, but keep your brain off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just the John Hughes story, though, is like, they would all die. Yeah. But it's fine. John Hughes in the 90s. Yes. They'd all be dead. Uh, 
I do think it's interesting that Macaulay Culkin was paid four and a half million dollars to do this movie, plus 5% of the film's gross, which I'm not sure if the gross is takes out the budget, but if it does, that's an additional uh, 16 and a half million. So oh. he made about $21 million making this movie. Nice. Roughly, if my math is correct. Uh, he made $100,000 to do the first one. <laughs> so, Shit. bit of an upgrade. Yeah, yeah. You know? Good job. So good for him. Yeah. Um, Oh, Macaulay, Macaulay, Culkin, Culkin. I know. I'm so proud of him. What a good kid. You know? Yeah. And he learned not to use aftershave on his little baby face. That's true. So, did he do the scream in this one? There's a, He did not. That's weird. He screams a lot, but he doesn't put his hands on his face. Huh. Yeah. That's odd. It is odd. I never thought about that till just now. Mm-hmm. There's so many callbacks otherwise. That's true. Maybe they're like, that one's just too ridiculous. Why? The know. whole movie's ridiculous. They forgot to put it in there. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, no uh, shower getting ready scene. No. Interesting. Not. Well, I mean, good movie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Oh, and a happy new year. And a happy new year. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. We will not have an episode come out on the first no. because we will be busy. Yes. Um, We're just taking one week off. I have things to do. So happy new year. And then the episode after that will be our 2021 wrap up, which I'm very excited Yee. to talk about all the movies we've done so far. Cause I know I've forgotten half of them. So that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm excited for some of the things that we have planned for the Patreon. Yeah. I'm excited for all of the things that we have planned for the Patreon. I shouldn't say like some of them. For anything actually. But, uh, I'm going to play it real deadpan. That's fine. You don't have to be excited. That's, that's my, fine uh character that's me okay yeah I'm, I'm the foil sure yeah going into 2022 bucket snakes not telling jokes anymore no more jokes just gonna be real flat <laughs> uh, it should be great just Tune a in. flat snake hissing <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> sadly in the corner all right well that's it yeah thanks for coming thanks for coming clean up uh, after yourself chip your bartender <laughs> throw your trash away <laughs> thank you for you know this year yeah join our fucking patreon yeah uh uh yeah send us a message mm-hmm. on instagram or tumblr at replay rewind podcast or twitter replay rewind pod or you can send us an email at replay rewind podcast at gmail.com yeah you can listen to our other episodes on spotify stitcher google podcasts or apple podcasts um i know on apple you can rate and review if you, you can want rate to. and review on spotify now too yeah i just yeah. got an email about it i haven't been asked to rate or review any of the podcasts i listen to yet so yeah. i don't know if it's actually implemented but sometimes maybe by the time this episode comes out it will be a thing that you can do so yeah if you get prompted just tell them you love it fucking five stars baby baby all the way <laughs> um if if you want more bullshit, go over to patreon.com slash replay rewind podcast and you'll find it. It's there. There's a lot. Sure is. There's some fun shit. Um, you know, we like to mash up some movies that we've done before or remix them or rewrite them sometimes when we just deem them way too bad to be salvaged. We just start from scratch. Quite. Uh, and then once a month we do for the, the higher tiers, we do a movie that fits into the time frame, but not the kids movie aspect this month we're doing scrooged and you might want to tune in for that one that one's gonna be interesting that movie is bad it's a fucking doozy spoilers it's fucking bad (laughs) that's all we're gonna tell you for free but holy shit it's bad oh my god i'm excited to talk about it though yeah it'll just be me bitching for two hours yeah it'll be great 
so yeah, uh, that's that on that. You guys have a great night. Thank you for listening. And in the meantime, stay fresh. Gift bags. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind, and re-gift that shitty present that your aunt got you. Absolutely, you don't need it. Just throw it out. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad because your grandma got it for you. She'll never see it. It's fine. It's okay. It's still in the Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.